Were we wrong about Hogwarts Legacy in some of our predictions? I have videos about concerns about performance. I had predictions about will it be a good and deep RPG? I you know, sort of said it was going to surprise people with its RPG depth and size, but is that making up for any of the performance issues that we were hearing about, or is it even worth checking out on old-gen consoles? These are all topics that we previously discussed, but in this video, I wanted to give you my first impressions, and I kind of feel like I shouldn't even be making this video because I've only put about four to five hours into the game, three hours on stream, and then a couple hours last night. I'm trying to get to the point where I have the broom. So I wanted to give you my first impressions. I wanted to walk through... How has my experience been with the graphics? How has my experience been with the combat? You know, where does the game land for me? And I think that is really important because many people are looking at this game and wondering, is it worth the price? Is it is it delivering on what everybody wanted to see? So I've barely scratched the surface, so I may do a full review later touching every aspect of the game from story to everything else but given how much i can talk about and how much more i liked it than i expected i wanted to touch on a few things i really did enjoy this game a whole lot more than i anticipated i thought oh i'll enjoy it it'll be fun for an afternoon but i couldn't put it down i went the distance i typically don't stream Most of my streams longer than three hours, so I had to force myself to stop, and then I wanted to play more last night because I want to get to the point where I can explore the open world for the live audience. So, I really want to talk about, at the end of this opening monologue, just how many clues there are to potential sequels, DLCs, or ongoing content that may already have been mentioned or hinted at in the beginning of the game now this will be spoiler free i'm not going to be spoiling major elements of the story for you be warned there are people doing that on twitter uh youtube comments and and the like all of the people that are very much boycotting this game and being very nasty about it are intentionally trying to spoil the story so be very careful out there so first and foremost let's just talk about graphics and performance this is actual gameplay from my first play session whenever i streamed on youtube so you're not necessarily getting the exact version of what it looks like because this is now a stream of a stream of a stream because i have it playing on my computer just so i have footage that i can show you periodically this was a huge concern for me leading up to the launch of the game is it going to perform well Is it going to look good? And I think many people were worried about it. Now, I still have my concerns about it on old-gen systems, but I ran performance mode on my PS5, and I turned off motion blur, I turned off film grain, and I turned off chromatic uh, arboration, or whatever it's called. I turned those three things off, and I actually think it really helped my performance. You would notice in that shot that I just showed, I think the facial animations and the cutscenes are some of the best things in the game. Now, I got the performance that I was hoping for. I was not expecting this to be some insane next-gen title. I wasn't expecting this thing to be mind-blowing. They didn't really promote it as this 4K next-gen high graphical fidelity game. The 60 FPS felt consistent enough to not really warrant a complaint from me. Those of you that are familiar with my content know that I'm pretty sensitive to 60 FPS. If it's under 60 FPS or if it's not quite maintaining it, I tend to notice. There were maybe a few times that I felt like it wasn't 
at exactly 60 it might have dipped a teeny bit but it wasn't dramatic it was barely noticeable and it typically only happened in the really big open areas graphically i didn't feel like i was playing an inferior version by being on performance there were significant portions in the game where there were reflections where there were different things sort of reflecting and shining on the ground and i thought it looked amazing i did not feel like anything that i was looking at was like low in graphical fidelity now obviously if I would have ran the ray tracing mode and got the lower frames per second certain things would have looked nicer I've seen some of the ray tracing on and off comparisons and it really is a beautiful game if you don't mind the 30 FPS but like many games where I choose performance mode I didn't feel that I was getting some inferior or bad looking version of the game I thought the lighting reflections world detail and textures all looked great facial animations character details and the clothing options I do think is where this game really tends to shine that's where it can be very enjoyable consistent feedback is you can see there the look of my character I've already seen multiple playthroughs thumbnails and screenshots shots of characters that look very similar to mine and I did try to make him look like me as best I could without a beard obviously and it turned out okay but seeing other people playing with almost an identical character to mine is a bit of a downer especially given that's what one of the main things people sort of focused on early on was this idea that you weren't going to be able to really make a character look all that distinct maybe they could add something Later, Now, combat is something that was also concerning people, so I do want to say a word about combat. Many people were thinking that the combat would get old or it wouldn't be that exciting. You're just kind of flicking a wand and it would be, you know, a little boring after 20 or 30 minutes. Now, many other reviews have said this, so I'm not going to say anything that you might have not already read, but I was shocked at just how good the combat felt. I expected it to be good. I actually went in with high expectations, so it would have been very easy for my expectations to not be met because I had read so many reviews that said, oh my gosh, the combat's so much better than I expected. And typically, if you go into something with higher expectations, it's harder for those expectations to be met. So I want to talk about why the combat feels so good instead of just saying, oh, it feels good, right? I'm going to try and give you some reasons. First, there is a responsive fluidity that just makes it feel crisp and enjoyable. It responds very quickly to your presses, and there's a tightness to it that I did not expect to experience in this game. I did not expect it to be sort of this very, very tight combat-focused game. Now, I'm early on in the beginning, and I've already run into a few fights where if you're not pressing that button at the right time or dodging something that's not dodgeable or blocking something that is blockable you're really gonna watch your health plummet i got walloped a few times because i got a little greedy if you've ever played a FromSoft game you know what greed is and greed kills so the second thing that i thought really made the combat feel excellent was obviously this is going to be unique to the playstation 5 but the haptic feedback i think adds a great layer of player feedback and weight to casting even the simplest of spells like even a simple spell i think feels good you literally feel the casting of it you feel it sort of flying and you feel it landing and so that's 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 communicated both through sound 
and through vibration. So I think that's another thing that really is impactful on the moment-to-moment action, uh, as well as if you're spelling, uh, casting spells around the school. Maybe you're fixing something. Maybe you're looking for something. I think that's a nice layer. I do. I think that's something that was very, very important. It was vital to this game being one that is enjoyable to be in the game. Like, you don't want to be in a fight or wandering the school. Uh, You don't want to be doing things where you feel like, wow, this is just sort of mundane. It needs to feel very good and responsive and impactful and weighty, and it already feels that way. And I just have some of the more basic spells at this point. The third thing with the combat is, once you get the hang of it, uh, it is satisfying. And it is, I would say, easy for people who play very combat-driven games. You're not going to walk away from a fight and be like, whew, that was a close one. Because generally speaking, the visual cues are very obvious. You literally get colors that ding on your characters like head and body. And you know, you need to dodge or you need to block, and you can even turn the block into a pretty significant parry, which is a stupefy, and that's very, very nice. That actually is pretty pretty helpful. So if you're used to super challenging combat, you may want to turn the difficulty up. Like if you feel like this is free, this is so readable, this is so predictable. I've not turned the difficulty up. I get greedy enough, I get sloppy enough that the combat keeps me on my toes, and I didn't get a Harry Potter game to play Wizard Dark Souls, okay? I don't know what the combat turns into if you turn the difficulty up. If you get into some fights later and want to test it, I'd love to hear how it goes for you. I do think the dueling aspect immediately made me think of the potential for sort of 1v1 PvP. Uh, I, I'm not something somebody that would play that, but I do think there could be something very, very fun with that, with 1v1 duels, the back and forth, trying to predict what the other person is doing, reading the visual cues. Uh, moment-to-moment combat like this usually struggles, I think, with latency. I think that would be the biggest problem, because you need to be able to like parry right away, block right away, dodge right away. So, I don't know if they'll ever be able to do anything like that, but I did enjoy the duels when I did them I thought hey this could be really fun to do a standoff with somebody so that's the combat that's the graphics now I want to talk about the story and the voice acting because this is something that I don't think got enough attention in some of the reviews that I checked out I was expecting good story and voice acting oh it'll be fine but I would actually put this in the excellent category now you're not going to see facial animations in scenes like this you're not going to see facial animations that are going to wow you. I think they are good. I think they're uh, a step up from maybe what we considered pretty mannequin, almost animatronic in Horizon Zero Dawn. And then you saw that uptick for Forbidden West. I would put the facial animations in this game close to that. Like, okay, it's not as bad as Zero Dawn. I'd put it close in proximity to Forbidden West. You have to remember that a lot of these sequences are automated. They're, they're just having the characters sort of stand there. Scenes like this, I think, are more fully animated. They're not automated, so it does depend on who you're talking to. You might see screenshots, or you might see, you know, clips of somebody talking to an NPC. It's just sort of standing there. It's not the same as a fully animated cutscene and sequence, and I actually think when you're in those scenes, it's far better. I almost never, if you're familiar with my content, I almost never play a game and exhaust dialogue and care about sort of like fringe characters. 
I'm usually just sort of clicking through <laughs> to get to the next thing and to get to the next fight. And in this game, I was not having that experience. I was literally soaking it all in. I was listening to every conversation. I was exhausting the dialogue. I was incredibly pleased when I did that. I would read some of the lore. I would read some of the descriptions of the items that give amazing backstory. I think they're very good at concise lore building, concise sort of world building, all these things that are sort of in the backdrop of the scenery, they actually paint, I think, a pretty cool picture of Hogwarts and the history of the school. If you just take the two seconds to, if you find there's like these pages that you find floating, take two seconds and read it. There's some really cool objects and backstory just around the school, and if you are a Harry Potter fan, I think you will be elated at just how much love and care was dumped into this game, just the little teeny touches all over the game of just the past and the history of the school and the wizarding world, I think they have done an excellent job. Now, something about the concise lore building and character development and the storytelling, it's delivered in just such a charming and very crisp voice acting, it just really made me listen. I think that's really the key. I don't think... I've played games before where the voice acting's kind of monotone or monotonous or just sort of bleh. And in this one, I feel like every conversation, you're just sort of like, oh, what's this person going to say? What are they going to tell me about? I also think that you have people that are complaining that there's too much dialogue. I think they may have missed that you can skip a lot of it or you can ignore a lot of the dialogue options. You can just hammer your way through it. You don't need to ask people all of the optional questions. You're just totally free to play this in a very quest or task-oriented way if you like, but I feel like you're really going to be doing the game a disservice with just how good the opening is, okay? I am not a Harry Potter guy, and I felt like, man... What a, what a great immersion point for non-fans of the game. Like, you really do feel like you're a new student at Hogwarts and the sky is the limit and you just have all that excited sort of juvenility coursing through you. You're like, oh, I'm going to get to go do all this stuff. I'll readily admit I kind of felt that way. I was like, this is kind of exciting. It's kind of adventurous, which I think is something that's important for a game like this to deliver. You wouldn't want it to be totally scholastic or sort of information-based. You want it to have that sense of anticipation. So I also want to talk about the tutorial and how it sets a tone and how well the game sets an atmosphere. I'm going to borrow that word from ACG in his review. He talked about just how well the game is built and how it sets atmosphere so incredibly well. I think that was such a good word, and I'm going to borrow it, okay? First and foremost, I think that the worst kind of tutorial is one that feels like drudgery and work. It's like press B to jump, press A to crowd, like whatever it is, you know, it's just having you go through the motions. You're like, come on, come on, come on, come on, come on, right? You get to the point where you're almost clicking through the tutorial, and then sometimes you miss really valuable information because the tutorial is drudgery. It feels like you're checking a box, okay? I felt that the tutorial succeeded at multiple things that are actually pretty challenging, okay? When you're aware that you're in a tutorial, you just sort of want to get through it, okay? The first thing it succeeded at is it didn't feel like a tutorial. I felt like I was just sort of getting immersed in the world, introduced to the school, the teachers, the students, uh, just the, the, the castle itself. 
it just didn't feel like a tutorial. I've been in games before where you're like, when's the game going to let me play Cyberpunk? Uh, I've played games like that, and this game has a lengthy tutorial. I guarantee you there will be people that make that comparison. It says, yeah, it takes four or five hours before the game truly opens up. I think in my fourth or fifth hour last night wandering, uh, I went out into the open world to do a mission, and it's like, hey, there are side quests in the open world now. And I was like, wow, I've been playing for four or five hours, and there are side quests now. (laughs) So it takes a while, but again, it just doesn't feel like a tutorial. Uh, The second thing I think that the opening of the game succeeded in as a tutorial is it was enjoyable, and I thought it was a great combination of organic movement through the world while also being structured. It's pretty obvious they're like teaching you how to do this and teaching you how to do that, right? It's it's clear that that's what's going on. There's this sort of structured linear nature to it, but it also felt organic. It was like, this is kind of what you would do. You would go to class. You would get introduced to somebody. You would sort of have that you know, that sense of introduction to people and to the rules and to how you're going to progress as a student. So I thought it was both a good combination of organic and structured. Third, uh, I think that the school, the characters, and the dialogue set just a really wonderful atmosphere. I am not a big Harry Potter fan, and I honestly felt excited to be a student, to be exploring the halls, and to even read about the lore. There's just something very charming about this game. There is something winsome about it. You're just sort of wanting to look at all the things, all the nooks and crannies. I'm sure Harry Potter fans are approaching the game in a very different way than me. They're probably literally touching every object, every wall, every item, and I would imagine they're in their version of Harry Potter heaven uh uh, lastly i think that the tone of the story is very much the cliche chosen one you're the standout new person you know everybody's really impressed by you but i really felt like they do it in a way that makes it feel authentic and believable we've all been in these games before where you're the new guy but you're so impressive that like there's a cocky person that hates you and there's a chick that's impressed by you and stands up for you she's known you for five minutes right we've all been in those stories and i think in this game they avoid some of those traps i think like the students and the professors they respond to you in a way that you'd sort of expect to hear however i felt they sort of avoided some of the things that i expected to happen i thought like oh sebastian's gonna to not like me the girls are gonna think I'm a cocky jerk but it all comes off as sort of charming and welcoming and light-hearted which I enjoyed like I'm embracing being a slither and I'm being very confident very ambitious that's my way of approaching the game and I felt that the dialogue responses from the characters it didn't it didn't do the things I thought it was going to do. I thought, oh, everybody's going to get annoyed by me and not like me. Oh, this guy's cocky or, you know, oh, you're full of yourself. It just didn't go that way. Everybody seems to have that that charming, winsome DNA woven through them. Now, a couple NPCs had some remarks to me after I beat them in a duel, but it wasn't anything that, that made me feel like I was just dealing in tropes and stereotypes, okay? There also, in my opinion, is just enough undercurrent of mystery and darkness that you know it's not going to stay whimsical and light for the duration of the game. You can tell that darkness sort of lurks around the corner. There are bad things happening. There are evil men and, and women afoot. Right? There's bad things going on. So I actually think 
that they do a great job of interweaving that. You're like, yeah, this is whimsical and charming and woohoo, I'm a new student, but you're also like, yeah, I might die. Like, there's there's really evil things uh, around. So that is, in my opinion, my best case for, uh, I think a lot of people were wrong about this game, and my opinions of it are much higher than I anticipated. I thought I was going to be landing on uh, an 8, maybe, like an 8, 8.5. So far, I think my impressions of the game are a 9. I will admit, there are some graphical issues with the game. I don't think they're immersion-breaking. They're more distracting. You'll go to talk to an NPC, and stuff will pop in behind them. I went to talk to an NPC last night for a pretty significant campaign mission, and my scarf dropped on my back. It's almost like they drop you in the game. You've seen games that do this. It sort of instances you the second the scene starts. You kind of see everything fall into place, if you know what I'm talking about. So there are some issues, but they're not major enough to me that they're like totally immersion breaking. They're usually sort of in the background, on the fringes. You kind of notice it, and you're like, eh, you know, and then the loading with the doors... I've not had any major loading on my PS5. Sometimes you walk up to a door and the little spinner pops up and it's gone a second or two later. I do think that is minorly immersion breaking. You want to just be kind of, you know, be able to just roam the school. But the reality is it's a massive, massive environment. So they likely had to sort of chain some of the environments together with miniature loading screens in between. Nothing major. So those are just some of the things I want to make sure I mention. There are some of those things happening. I don't think any of them are game-breaking. I think people are overstating them. Um, I don't have a whole lot of love for IGN, but I feel like people are falsely summarizing their review. People are acting as if they said the game barely worked and was barely playable and was really bad, but they gave it a 9 because they're Harry Potter fans. I, I'm not a Harry Potter fan. I'm playing this game, and as a game, here's an example of uh, of just, like, really, really charming lore in the game. This is one of the first times they sort of teach you to scan and find a guide page. I'm not a Harry Potter fan. Like, I don't have nostalgia. Like, I know I've got my I've got my Harry Potter glasses on today and my Slytherin shirt because, you know, I, I've, I've kind of gotten into it recently looking at the games I've got the books I'm planning on reading them to my kids after we're done with the Redwall series but I don't have this like childhood nostalgic like rose colored glasses all like oh I'm gonna get to be Harry Potter like no I'm just playing it as a video game and as a video game I think they have done an excellent job at everything they set out to do. They wanted to build the school, they wanted to give you the experience as a brand new student in Hogwarts, and they wanted to build an action open world RPG. And I haven't stumbled on anything that feels out of step with those aims. I feel like if you judge it against the backdrop of what they set out to do when you ignore the juvenile children on Twitter, I think you can see that they really put a lot of passion and love into this game, which leads to my last section. Everybody knows that I'm a fan of live service. Everybody knows that I'm a fan of ongoing content, maybe a little bit too much. I think there are already clues in this game that they have plans for Hogwarts Legacy beyond the vanilla release. Now, I don't know what those plans are. I think this game would be perfect for live service. I think it would be perfect for seasons or DLCs or expansions. It would be perfect for sequels as well. So everything I'm about to say would work in any one of those content delivery systems, okay? First, Quidditch. 
Uh, it's got to be coming. At some point, I think Quidditch is coming. The field is there, and they draw your attention to Quidditch as soon as you get to the school. They don't try to, like, talk around it. They don't try and overlook it. And the phrase that is used, I think, is intentionally written. The headmaster says, This year's Quidditch season has been cancelled. This year's season, like... Many people would push back and say, hey, it's the start of a new year. You're reading too much into it. Of course, he would say that. It's a brand new year, and he needs to let all the students know there is no Quidditch. Okay, fine. This isn't a book. This is a video game. And video games put things in front of you and draw your attention to things, typically for a reason. I believe the developers put that right there at the front to both answer the question, why is the Quidditch pitch out there if we're not going to use it? But I also think they want you to know, It's temporary. It's a temporary thing. It's not going to be gone forever. I believe it will be added at some point, and that's why you're not even 10 minutes... Well, you're maybe 20 minutes into the game. You do this opening thing where you fight and do some stuff, and then you end up at the school. You're at the actual school of Hogwarts for less than five minutes, and they're mentioning Quidditch. I don't think that was an accident. When I first uh, started looking at these scenes just a second ago, you saw some of the aspects of leveling. The leveling system is tied to challenges, and that could allow for very containable expansions, DLCs, or add-ons to your level. Well, why? Because level caps can be increased or added on to if it's not purely XP-based. Games that are purely XP-based tend to run into these challenges because... Well, we increase the cap, and oh, you can go farm these these monsters in this forest for 10 hours, and you're going to be at the level cap, and then nobody looks at the content, right? You don't level based purely on XP, you level with challenges. So envision a DLC where they say, hey, 10 more levels, new gear at higher levels, oh, and new challenges, and those challenges would be the way that you would level up. It seems very interesting If this is a self-contained game, if this is a one-off game, I don't know why you wouldn't go with classic XP leveling. It just doesn't make much sense to me. Now, you might say you're reading too much into it. That's just a design choice. I think it's a great design choice if you're going to add on to the game. I think XP leveling is always a challenge when you're going to add on to the game because you have to bottleneck XP. uh, You have to worry about how many level caps you can add. This makes it very containable, and then they can episodically add to it, and every add-on is also sort of contained and more controllable. There's already a theme developing in the game where you do assignments for professors to get skills, abilities, or items. This could be converted into sort of a bounty system where you're doing weekly, daily, monthly assignments for different NPCs, different professors as just a way for the live service element. That could also really work very well if they decide to do an expansion. You're suddenly learning new spells. You've leveled up, you're older now, whatever. A sequel could do the same thing. You're in your next year, a DLC. You're in your next year. You get access to new spells. All the teachers are already here. All of the assignment structure is sort of already baked into your mind. You're not going to suddenly be like, this is sort of weird. Why am I doing all of these assignments for people? Why am I going up to NPCs and accepting all of these these little miniature quests and things of that nature? So I actually think that's another thing baked into the game that is not accidental. I don't think they did this by accident. I think there's the potential for the game to be ongoing. Also, 
the sheer size of the game <laughs> when you're out in the world you're gathering materials uh, you're, you're, you're learning how to craft with those materials this just screams ongoing live service I know people are going to point to other RPGs and say those are just the tenets of an RPG but when you add it to everything else that I've said it just feels like there are fingerprints of something bigger than a one-off game here I don't get the impression that I'm looking at a game that I will play for 50 hours and then never touch again or 100 hours and then never touch again there is significant depth and breadth here there are a lot of systems and a lot of space also this would add I think some credence to the people who think there might be sequels on the way this is in the tutorial so this is not a major spoiler you will encounter this very early in the game there is a student from Uganda and from a school called Wagadu. And Wagadu is carved into a mountain in Uganda, and it is the largest wizarding school in the world, according to the student. This is probably accurate in the lore as well. And at this school, they apparently don't use wands. She says that it's more instinctive and that using a wand for magic is very new to her. Now, this is an optional interaction, but the character is woven into the tutorial. So again, this could just be great lore building, but it could also sort of be like Quidditch. Hey, we're going to put this right in the front end of the game. We're going to draw your attention to it. There is the potential of other schools in the game of intrigue and interest. You might go to them. You might want to go to them. You might go and learn new magic, or you might go and learn how to do magic without a wand. So, in conclusion about the ongoing nature and some of my thoughts on this, even if the game never gets DLC, add-on content, or live service treatment, they are certainly planting seeds that this will not be the only game or the only piece of content in this world. They're seemingly letting you know from very early on there is a bigger world than the one that you're in, and there's the ability for them to potentially make changes to that world, and Quidditch would probably be one of the first examples of where that might actually happen. Overall, I am extremely impressed and thrilled with virtually every level of this game. The minor graphical issues can be patched, tweaked, and smoothed over. They are mostly, again, I think, in the background and not that noticeable. I have heard of people like falling through the map and things like that. Obviously, those are things you would want to see patched right away. None of this alleviates my concerns about old gen. The PlayStation 4 and the Xbox One may significantly struggle to run this game well, and that would really hurt your enjoyment, especially of a game that is so big, where you're sort of wandering around and exploring. That would really hinder, I think, and harm some of those experiences for you. So as exciting uh, as this game is for so many people, and as, as the reviews are pouring in, it crushed records over on the Purple platform. I'm sure commercially it's going to do very well. I hope the commercial success of the game doesn't create a cyberpunk-level problem for them where, hey, you sold you know millions of copies on PlayStation 4 and the Nintendo Switch later in the summer in July, and it runs like dog water. Like, we don't want to see that. I don't think you want to see that for the consumers first. That's my more primary concern there. But secondly, you wouldn't want to see that for a game that very clearly has just had so much passion and love poured into it. Uh, I give this game a very strong recommendation after four or five hours. Obviously, you have to take that with a grain of, I guess, of salt. I mean, you have to take that in context of what I'm saying. I've not played the game to completion, but as far as I can tell, this game's not going to, like, fall off the rails and be terrible. So, 
that is my opening monologue 30 minute opening monologue we were actually going to do a video a live stream about the jedi uh the jedi survivor gameplay that'll be an upload my notes on the jedi survivor gameplay like three or four pages and then i started writing all of this up and i was like i just wrote the script of another live show like i can't i can't do this in a video so i'm glad i didn't do this in a video 30 minutes uh, as an upload it probably would have landed in similar length because i did not excuse me i did not look at chat (laughs) i did not look at chat i just wanted to get through it and i thought after five hours i'm I'm writing the dadgum book just about how good this game uh is i have not had any crashes no on my ps5 none at all I have not had a single crash. If you guys are watching over on the Tickety Talk, man, holy moly, this is the most viewers I think I've ever had over here after a 30-minute show open. I wasn't looking at chat. I was doing my opening monologue. Over 3,000 likes, 70-something people watching. Thank you. Over 600 people watching on YouTube. Let's set our sights on 300 likes. Get the day started. Get your subscriptions going so you can talk in my chat. Subscribing is totally free on YouTube and if you want to start the gifted members or you want to become a member on your own be sure to do that we've been crushing that goal uh, every 25 I have to gift five and then who wants to be the first coffee order of the day don't forget uh, for the entire month of February you can use the code get fricked and you can get fricked in February get 20% off our holiday blend and obviously if you like my Slytherin shirt be sure to use my code, code LONO, over at 80s Tees. And if you're like, hey, those are kind of Harry Potter-esque glasses. These are from Gamer Advantage. These are the Storm Frames. If my code gets used, I think, two or three times in this month of February over at Gamer Advantage, I get put into a drawing for some new frames. So consider consider uh, getting, uh, getting some blue light blocking glasses from Gamer Advantage and be sure to use my code. So... I want to know what you guys think, right? I just gave you what I said. (laughs) I just gave you what I think about the game. I want to know what you think, especially what I said at the end, okay? I put a lot of thought into that, and I was like... That's almost a show in and of itself. There are live service. there's, 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 There's ongoing content hints in this game. I truly believe that. I truly believe that they are already laying the groundwork for things at a bare minimum like come on, they're all but telling us that Quidditch is coming. Hogwarts Legacy Quidditch will be a thing, I think. I, I it would be so weird. You're at the school for like 5 minutes and it's like the first major announcement that the headmaster makes. You know what I'm saying? Yo, it's good feed. Sorry, Lono, I don't care about games as a service. The beauty Track with me on this. Track with me on this. The beauty of this game, okay, is that if they decide to do live service, it doesn't affect your experience at all. You can enjoy every square inch of all of the good things that I talked about and never be affected by live service. Yo, Terminal Stupidity is going to start things off with five gifted members Zen got one of them Zen used to be gifting like crazy and now it's paid forward back to him from Terminal Stupidity Fridge 91 Pancake Tyler Miller and Daz Sweets Daz Sweets has been here a lot lately so congrats on the membership be sure if you get a membership you hang out in the discord we didn't do a membership uh, a members only stream yesterday we just it was so much Hogwarts gameplay I didn't have any time the fog issue is what really bugs me, says Tyler. So Tyler, how's the fog issue happening? Like, are you just out in the open world and it's like very clear that there's like fog pop in or 
fog, you know, animation problems. I wasn't, I, I, I've not spent much time in the open world. I'm hoping to do that today. Kylo says, so far it's awesome. I'm only three hours in. Hopefully there will be stability patches in the near future. But other than that, it's great. In the castle, constant stuttering. What system are you playing on? PC polish is less than stellar on my end. Okay, Miyako, best girl. It's obvious Quidditch is coming from the comment with the headmaster. Okay, thank you. Um, give me a, twa- a Triwizard Tournament expansion or DLC. Right. I noticed the fog issue inside the castle, says Glitters. Really? That is... I, I, I have not had any issues at all. I, I wonder... I turned off film grain motion blur, but I also turned off that chromatic aberration or whatever... I would wonder if you're playing on PS5 or even PC, try turning that off. I, I I didn't see anything other than weird stuff during when I would like talk to an NPC and something would pop in over their shoulder like a painting or something. Um, you know what I mean? It, it's like it's I, I'm not necessarily having any of those issues. I don't know if it was the chromatic thing that I turned off. Switch thoughts? Hogwarts Legacy on the Switch will likely be a cloud-based game. Uh, it'll it'll likely be a cloud-based game, which eh, the cloud-based game is. Uh, yeah, you have shadows on low, fog on low, still stutters. Have you tried turning off the chromatic thing? Chromatic aberration or whatever it's called is a huge, huge resource sink. Noberto. With 21 months of membership and it's a VIP, so glad the game is meeting expectations. I watched my girlfriend play for a while and then started my own save and it felt super fresh. Going to have a lot of replay value. Excited for the future of the game. Thank you, Noberto. That reminds me, I am dying to have co-op in this game. Thank you, James176, for a seven-month VIP renewal during my show open. Uh, Anybody else who renewed their membership during the show open, make sure maybe and say something in chat so I don't forget to thank you. Um... Like that that was a great that was a great shot right there. Watch when I w- look down the hallway here. So I think this is an example of how like I don't feel like I'm losing reflections, you know, on, on down there on the hallway, on the floor. Like I just I don't feel like I'm getting a graphically inferior version of the game even though I am playing it on performance mode. Good morning feed. I see you in the chat. My biggest graphical issue on the Series X was Professor Fig was completely invisible for an entire cutscene. Oh, really? Yeah, that's always a bummer. It shouldn't take three to four hours to wait to fly. I will say, I will say, I... (laughs) I'm dying to fly around and go out into the open world, and I'm like, I'm asking uh, Bellix. She's one of our members of our community. I'm like, how long does it take, Bellix? What'd you do? How'd you do it? She's like, just play the main quest, homie. You just got to play the game. <laughs> and I was like, okay. So I was like flying through it last night. And I was like, it's just taken a while. But again, I, I think that so from my show open, from my opening monologue, my big takeaway is that there just is not this drudgery sense of, oh man, this tutorial, right? This tutorial, you can't see the game. Sorry, I am simultaneously streaming on YouTube full screen and I can show them gameplay and cutscenes. If you would prefer to watch there, go to YouTube and look for Reforge Gaming. If you if you love watching on the Tickety Talk, thanks for watching. Mate, I don't know if we get a bunch of subscribers if they'll give me a stream key, that might help. Uh, if you want to press that button, that star button, it supports me directly and then you'll get a badge and emotes. I, I can't figure out how I get a stream key on the tickety talk, so that way I can uh, I can stream I could send you a fuller picture. What game with flying lets you fly from the moment you pick up the controller? 
Well, when flying is a means of getting around, you'd have to make an appropriate comparison, right? Like, does how long does it take you to get a horse in Red Dead? How long does it take you to get a sparrow in Destiny? Like, how long... You know what I'm saying? Like, I, I think that's one of the issues. Like, man, let me get my broom, brother. Like, let me get around here. Barrier was 17 months. All the NPCs are being nice to you because they know you got 13 inches of cedar loaded with uh, a vaticadaver in your pocket. That's right. That's right. <laughs> uh, it's not like having a horse in Skyrim is available early. I mean, that is true. That is true. Uh, you know, you you definitely don't get a horse like right away in games like Skyrim. But I don't think it takes four or five hours either. Took me about eight hours to unlock flying and Ravenclaw says Vigil. Here's the thing. If I wasn't a content creator, I'm gonna be dead honest with you. I wouldn't care, right? I literally just dropped a thousand likes. I was tapping for so long. Thank you so much, Midlife Crisis. I appreciate that. Play the main quest line only if you want to unlock everything. I'm doing everything and I'm flying, says uh, Crimson. Here's the thing. If I wasn't a content creator, I wouldn't care about flying because I was so immersed in the world yesterday, it didn't even dawn on me until I stopped playing and I started talking with people in the Discord of like, oh, I would like to explore the open world tomorrow. And it was like, uh, how am I going to do that? I don't have a broom. Like, I guess I'll have to walk around. If I wasn't a content creator, I wouldn't have thought that way. I'd have been like, I can't wait to go back. I can't wait to drive back in. Like, I wouldn't have been thinking in that way. Lono, if you only spend... If you only speedrun to try and fly, you say you haven't been in the open world yet. You can't be too critical until you've done these things, I guess. Yeah, and I haven't been very critical. Like, I, I'm, I'm holding back on criticism. I'm, I'm more... Uh, I'm more largely... This was an interchange that I really liked. I really liked my interchanges with Sebastian. I thought he was going to be like this jerk because I, you know, I bested him. I've appreciated that stereotype not existing. If you guys are just tuning in and you're enjoying the show wherever you're watching, be sure to smash the like button. We need 26 more likes on YouTube. Who wants to be the first coffee order of the day? Those of you that have been holding off on stocking up, stock up on Frickmas and use that code to get the 20% off. Kids these days expecting flight immediately. You can't even run without upgrades in old Zelda games. You don't get the Hammer Brothers suit in the first six worlds of Mario 3. Yo, Casual Grinder is going to gift five more members, getting us almost halfway to our daily goal of 25. If Every 25 members, I gift five. That means... If we hit 50, 75, 100, it doesn't matter. I will make good on how many I owe you. Thank you, Casual Grinder. It went to BBS, Dark, Rivs, McDiesel, Thankless Work. And then I believe those are... Mm, I don't know what those symbols are. They're not, I know they're not Korean. They look, uh, they look... I think they're Chinese. Thank you so much for being here. You got gifted memberships. We are, our big goal right now for memberships is 2,000. We're in the 1,500s, I think. Uh, and 2,000 will unlock a Star Wars watch party. We'll be doing uh, episode three. We've already done episodes one and two. Even in ESO, it took a while before to get your first mounts. Lono, do you have a plan uh, to go over Sony getting rid of PS Plus collection games? I didn't really have a reason to make a video about that. There was nothing... I I didn't have a strong opinion on it. I was like, okay. I don't know. Maybe I'm missing something. I, like... I don't... I can't do shows and videos about everything. Even with all the channels that I have, there's certain things that are just like nothing burgers. It's like... 
it, it would just feel more I think newsread is fine but when the newsread is literally some games came off of uh, this I don't know what else I would say that happens with Xbox I don't report on that you know what I mean stuff gets removed from those services all the time yeah, there's a Nintendo Direct today, which will likely lead to our, our, our lead show and lead topic tomorrow. I'm hoping for a ton of Zelda. Uh, did you Do you think that the special PS5 quest will come to PC after a certain point? It's a one-year exclusive. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, no, you're good. If there's not enough depth, no reason to talk on it. I just didn't see anything, Russell. Maybe I'm missing something. I didn't see anything that was worthy of a video or a show. Um... Kaiser says, I'm saying that this game has an online mode plan. I, I am dying. I am absolutely dying for co-op. I would have loved to sit down last night and 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 create a character and just play this game with my wife. I just all you gotta do is get to the school and get sorted, and from that point on, let people play together. I would absolutely love that. Are you gonna cover IGN Fest? Is that when is that? I think that's next week, right? Co-op's not live service? Well, okay, sure. Co-op is not live service. But if they added some kind of co-op online netcode, it would be a great way to start a sort of living online live service world of Hogwarts, would it not? Now, if it was purely just like, hey, come play with me, then you're right. I would imagine it would probably lead to more, though. Hey, Brandon Donovan. Guys, I absolutely love seeing new members that are not gifted. If you want to support me directly on YouTube and you listen to my content all the time, it's really easy. Click the dollar sign at the bottom of chat or click that join button. It's five bucks a month and you get into all the behind the scenes content that we do. You get into our, our members only discord. Sometimes they give you a discount on your first member. So hit that dollar sign and see if you can get that first member discount. I bought my deluxe edition of Hogwarts Legacy on PS5 last night. Felt like I was in, uh, felt like it was the version of the game that would feel the most complete. For a good game, I will make that decision on a multi-plat. Well, of course, that will definitely factor into where you buy it. I, 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 I did that. I wanted the haptic feedback. I wanted the light on my controller. I, you know, I didn't want to miss out. Right here, another good example. Another good example. As I spin here, th- this is performance mode. Okay, I, I when I look at the reflections and the lighting and the world detail, I'm like, that's that's fine. This is good. There's nothing. I, I don't feel like I'm playing some inferior version of the game. It just. It does exactly what I was hoping for. Even that wall with the reflections and the detail and the tiling and the picture ma- and the painting moving, I-, I do not feel like I'm playing some graphically inferior version. Yo, my man, Jaja Church, flexing that red badge for a two-year membership, and he blasts us up to 16 members for the day. Homie Saget, UG. Uh, Cheers, love, Lemuel Johnson, and Stealth Gaming. You guys all got gifted memberships. Welcome on in to Reforge Gaming. You think there'll be a Hogwarts MMO in the future? I don't, I'm, there, there could be. There could be. Um, let's see. Permanent playlist. At the same time, it's only two weeks for the event to be not part of. Oh, what are you guys talking about? Oh, you guys, what do you think about 343 putting Forge maps into Halo Infinite? It's matchmaking this late. Listen, man, anything they do with Halo right now is just going to be a Hail Mary to keep interaction with their contents and keep them in the headlines. You're not going to see anything significant from Halo for probably four or five years, I, I would imagine. 
that game, Infinite's going to coast into the sunset. I would think. The whole game is oozing with so many details, says Nick Schrader. Really fun to just look at stuff. Floors, walls, doors, buildings. Everything is really well made. So much work went into building this world. I think they're going to get an Art Direction nomination at the Game Awards, and I think they might actually win it. I think the only game that we've looked at coming this year that stands as a potential steal of Art Direction would be Final Fantasy XVI. I don't think Diablo 4 or Tears of the Kingdom or Starfield, even Spider-Man 2, I just I don't think they can compete with the level of intricacy and care and artistry and accuracy that went into Hogwarts Legacy. I think Hogwarts Legacy, that is the one award that it stands to dominate, is art direction. Now, as far as RPG, eh, probably not. I, you got you got Starfield, you got Diablo 4, and you got Final Fantasy 16 that will probably be far far better RPGs. Um, as far as like open world games, I don't know if there's even a category for open world games, but even in that category, you're going to be competing with Tears of the Kingdom. Uh, as far as game of the year, I no, I don't think so. I think game of the year is probably a you know a a, a three way tie between Diablo 4, Final Fantasy 16, and and mm, Tears of the Kingdom with tears of the kingdom likely leading that charge. So but I do I do think I do think that this game stands to get plenty of accolades for oh its soundtrack as well. I think its original score is is phenomenal. Uh, I think Final Fantasy 16 will be competitive in that in that regard. I think Final Fantasy 16 will probably have an amazing soundtrack, but uh, I I do think Hogwarts has a remarkably great uh, great um, soundtrack. Tears of the Mountain. <laughs> yeah, Tears of the Kingdom. No, no, no. Tears of the Sun is what I kept saying. We played on performance mode, had a great time. I tried the visual mode and the 30 FPS made our heads hurt. Not worth the trade-off. Yeah. If you could only take one to an island, Horizon or Hogwarts. Well, right now I would probably have to go with Horizon because I think there's probably more potential for just one exhaustive playthrough, but I don't know. It wouldn't surprise me if by the end of my time with Hogwarts, I would pick Hogwarts because you can replay and have a completely different experience in the other houses. There's just so much. There's just, it's just I don't know. It's just a charming and pleasant world to be in. You know, I, I obviously you want them to take the reins off a little bit and let you just kind of do your thing. Um, because I do think that's something people are looking forward to, just sort of existing in the world uh, instead of constantly kind of having a quest barking at you. But I think that's just the nature of games like this. It's always going to be quest heavy when you first uh, when you first get in the game. Jedi Survivor gameplay looks great. I have an upload coming later today with my thoughts on the Jedi Survivor nine minutes of gameplay. I think there's good and bad. Uh, I think there's good and bad in that video. I, I fault most of the videos. Uh, clumsiness, I fault the person controlling Cal, so you can watch that video, I'll probably send you to that video um, whenever we're done with this with this talk show then I'll hang out with members and then we will um, and then we will uh, we'll go and play some more I'm gonna play, I'm, gonna, I'm definitely wanting to dive back in and play more today I, uh, I, 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 I was playing last night like oh my gosh this is so great like I just I listen when a game surprises me 
I tend to I tend to praise it quite a bit more. And this game surprised me. I just I did not expect I did not expect this game to to be a game I enjoyed as much as I did. You know what I mean? Like that's why I was crushed about co-op because I'm like I'll probably never be able to finish this game because I just I, you know I I don't think gameplay typically survives very long on here. Um, we will test that out this afternoon. Uh, if we don't redirect, right? If we don't redirect, uh, then I want to truly test just how this channel and this community supports gameplay of a game like this, right? Will, will people support it enough for me to go the distance and just every day chisel at it, you know, for a while? Um, uh, breaking the UK CMA investigation has provisionally concluded that Microsoft's proposed acquisition of Activision could result in higher prices, fewer choices, and less innovation for UK gamers. Yep. Yep. Hey, I think we might have our first order of coffee for the day. Let me check. There it is. First order of coffee from Kiltson. He he grabbed two bags of Frickmas and he got almost eight dollars off using that code. That basically makes that's it makes his shipping almost free, almost free, right? So make sure and use code Get Fricked for twenty percent off. And uh, it really, really knocks a nice chunk down. People are doing five bags, uh, and it's such a good discount. You basically get free shipping if you do five bags. Like, it's a box of coffee. I will be here getting your spoilers ready. Thank you so much, Bellix. I appreciate that very, very much. Gameplay can be tough because a lot of people can't watch and do other stuff. No, I know. I know. That's one of the reasons why a staple of Reforge Gaming is the morning talk show. Like, we will always have a morning talk show. Very rarely will there be a time where you'll be like, man, uh, he's doing gameplay first thing in the morning. That'll be extremely rare. Honestly, I don't even know if we'll do that because on big game launches like yesterday, I think it's important for people that are like, oh man, who's playing Hogwarts? I think it's really important to put our best foot forward and our best foot forward is our talk show. I think our talk show is the uh, is the central offering, you know? And I think putting that out there and letting people find that when a game launches, whether it's Diablo or Hogwarts or anything else, I, I think is the right choice. Uh, best show all week. Thanks for making my mornings more interesting, Lono. Thank you, McWaffle. Have you heard of the character name censorship? When I made my character, it did not let me use the name Abbott, and other players have reported similar... I always think it's weird when name filters misfire. Do you guys remember when I tried to name my horse Larry in Red Dead Redemption, which led to me naming him Richard as a joke? Be like, well, you can always call Richard Dick. So I made my horse's name Richard, which Richard was way funnier than Larry. Come on, Richard! Like the way I would always yell at my horse. Yeah, I always find it odd when name filters misfire. Like, I don't know why they wouldn't let you have the word Abbott. Like... That's a title. You can be the abbot of an abbey. I don't understand that one at all. Hey, Lona, hope you're enjoying the game. I love it so far, but have barely gotten through it. Haven't even went to the first class yet. Also ordered your coffee two nights ago. Hey, thank you so much, man. I appreciate it. We got a lot of orders uh, that'll be going out. You guys have gone crazy. Thank you so much. Missed opportunity to name your wizard uh, Richard or Lono Farmhand. I think Lono... Stradamus, it actually looks like a cool Harry Potter-esque name, right? Whenever my name pops up in cutscenes, I'm like, 
that I, my name kind of fits. Like it kind of works. Like everybody has these really cool names, like Ominous Goat or whatever, like, Ominous Gaunt or whatever the guy's name was. Like, man, these names are cool. Like Lono Stradamus. Like I, that's a dope name. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, that's thanks to Trill Troll. He wasn't the first person to call me Lono Stradamus, but he thought that's the name you should use. You dumb dumb. You have a cool name that you could use. Farmhand would have been better. No, farmhand would have been stupid. <laughs> I'm trying to listen, listen, listen. I can't wait to show y'all. I got some, as the kids call it, I got some drip. Okay, my character's looking pretty cool. My character's looking pretty cool. I put some work in last night. I was messing around, buying some clothing, you know, changing things up. My my character's looking pretty. He's looking pretty sharp. I, I've I've upgraded him quite a bit in his appearance (laughs) I don't think my guy will ever wear a hat either like I need my hair to be tall the name censorship annoyed me what did you try to name your character if you got name censored you think Microsoft's still going to be able to buy Activision I don't know I think the likelihood of that deal going through keeps going down people keep being like it's going through it's going through you don't know what you're talking about I'm like shut up (laughs) he unironically said drip I said, as the kids say, I said, as the kids say, I've got some drip. You wanted the near name to be Snigglets. <laughs> well, come on. <laughs> ah, you know what I'm looking forward to is when AI can say virtually any name you input like it'd be pretty amazing if every character in the game could call me Lono like how dope would that be right like come on Lono we gotta go to Hogsmeade like that'd be pretty cool like imagine AI getting to the point where they're like you can't do your spell that way Snigglet <laughs> make the characters say the most ridiculous things we're probably on the cusp of that I wouldn't surprise me at all if in the next decade like as long as you put in a reasonable name it's not just a bunch of like you know letter like letters with no vowels uh it should be able you know to say your name three major government bodies are aligned that acquisition isn't going through as is uh there will be divestitures what does that mean The Have They Streamed the Wizard game uh, tool was taken down by the owner. I have no interest in Harry Potter, but I'm glad y'all are winning. It's not hard to win against toothless dogs. They have no power outside of Twitter. I l- Listen, listen. Hogwarts Legacy, to me, and this is something that I find to actually be somewhat exciting, I actually think it's a loud and clear message to companies to just ignore that crap. Just ignore it. Like, ignore the brigading, ignore the boycotting, just ignore it. It doesn't have any real true power. It just doesn't, you know? Work with who you're going to work with. Launch what you're going to launch. Let Kevin Hart host the Oscars. Like, you know what I'm saying? Just do what you're going to do. As Chappelle says, Twitter's not a real place. Like, I, I'm if it, look at Hogwarts. Now, somebody might say, well, that's not really fair because Hogwarts and Harry Potter is such a big IP I think in general, you would be shocked at how little impact the mob actually has. Their power only exists in that vacuum. And, and, I want people to look at and study. There are companies that are studying this right now. They actually studied it on Instagram first, okay? They studied this on Instagram first. 
lack of conversions on Instagram. So there were, you know, models and people that were promoting products, t-shirts, ETC on Instagram. And the lack of conversion made a lot of companies think differently about it, right? So now they're doing a, a, a different approach now to like product placement, right? So I think companies should start to look at that. They also then started looking at Twitter and they said that Twitter is a terrible platform for conversion. You can have a million followers and be like, hey guys, use my code on this site. And the tweet gets less interaction. It gets less clicks. It gets very, very poor conversion. In my experience, at at my absolute height as a content creator, I had close to 30,000 followers on Twitter and I had daily viewership that was absurd, right? I had a very, very, very loyal audience. If I ever tweeted something, no conversion. If I was like, hey guys, check these glasses out, I'd get conversions. So, it stands to reason. The Twitter has almost no commercial power. It doesn't have commercial power or impact. All it has power on is hive mind. Like, it can, it can, it can control and, and affect what hive mind thinks, but it doesn't have commercial power. Everybody thinks it has commercial power. I don't think it does. I don't think it does at all. It's why it's why Elon's looking into monetization of the platform because that's how the platform will make money is through advertisers playing, paying to advertise rather than sponsorships or like commercial conversion. They're trying. He's trying to get ad clicks, right? So that would be uh, that would be my point. Harry Potter MMO, Hogwarts Legacy. Wake up, bro. It's 2008. What are they saying? Are they saying that there's going to be an MMO? Is, like, our 100 Thieves pulling for that? What time is Nintendo Direct today? 5 p.m. Eastern. So, when Sony re-released Morbius in theaters? I mean, I think there are viral moments that have commercial power. I don't think the mobbing canceling boycotting I don't think that has commercial power so like as an example Morbius or or let's forget Morbius let's talk about Ugly Sonic that is a moment in history that organically happened I don't think that then therefore means like Twitter has massive commercial power that was like a viral think about that was more led by fandom than hate right Fans of Sonic were like, this looks ridiculous. He looks sick. Like, what's the matter with him? They went back to the drawing board. They took a massive, I mean, massive risk doing what they did. And look what it turned into. Now the Sonic movie franchise is enormous and very successful. I don't think that means that there is like this commercial power on that platform. Like, I just think companies need to look and realize that, like, when people do that, like, there was literally a girl who tweeted that she was excited about Hogwarts Legacy, people mobbed, and then the company she worked for let her go, because it was like, oh no, oh no, it's like, I hope they're looking at this game's success, I hope they're looking at the viewership on Purple, and the viewership on YouTube, and the and the review outlets, and I hope they're saying... We can ignore these people. <laughs> we don't need to listen to this nonsense. You know? Just do what you're going to do. And and block the haters. It's super easy. Right? It just... Will you be streaming the Nintendo thing? No, I will not be streaming Nintendo Direct on YouTube. 
Nintendo Direct gets Nintendo gets weird with their 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 stuff. Yo, it's good geek for life. So, and 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 now and now you know. Fair warning, fair warning. If you're on Twitter, there are content creators using their Twitter, their Instagram to post spoilers. Like they're literally devolving into children. Like, think about what we've always said when you're playing a game like Hogwarts and trolls come in and they try to spoil it. What have we always said? If you psychoanalyze that behavior, that's a miserable person attempting to spread misery, right? So just be fair warned. If you go right now, if you go on Twitter, if you go on Instagram, there are people with platforms doing this. This isn't some fringe troll with two followers who you won't even see. Like a lot of the times... If someone only uses their account to troll, then they then they they don't ever get seen. Like their their tweets don't ever get any impressions, right? But you've got people now with platforms. You have people with with reach that are like, I'm going to act like a miserable troll and post spoilers, like just juvenile, emotionally unstable, toxic people. Like it just un. Do your best to steer clear of it if you're worried about spoilers. Thankfully, somebody warned me, and they're like, hey, heads up, this is going on. They sent me, like, a blurred image. I was like, are you freaking kidding me? People are actually using their platforms to do this? Yo, thank you so much, Thickness Panda, for sending a panda. Love it. Yo, not Alan Rogers. Clicks the join button, becomes a member, and pushes us to 17 members on the day. Welcome on in, not Alan Rogers. Join for going so in-depth on a ron- random non-member content comment. Appreciate it, homie. Listen, I'm super interactive. I, don't, I generally don't look at badges unless I'm like, oh, how long has that person been a member? Like, I like to celebrate, like, red badges and gold badges and stuff. But, yeah, I generally just read chat. Like, I don't have the brain power to be like, oh, that's a great comment, but it's a great name. Like, I just read and go. King Gubat, thank you for renewing your member and doing a member plus. What's good, all fanboys must die. Did you figure out the puzzle? No, I. where's the cipher? Where's your coffee sourced? Uh, our three different flavors, I believe, all have different origin, uh, uh, different bean origins. Country of origin for the bean. You'd have to check reforgeroast.com and check the flavor profiles. You're Hufflepuff all the way. I'm Slytherin. I mean, the shirt gives it away. But yeah. In the rafters? In your brain? <clears throat> They blocked this guy for playing Harry Potter. I I said it last night. I said everybody loves the mob until they're not on your side. <laughs> Excuse me. Sorry, I'm sorry. I'm just chuckling at the, the at the karma and the justice of it all. That's all. Hilly says, red badges know how to jump the queue. That's right, that's right. They know how to jump the line in queue. That's exactly right. You also don't need the cipher to figure it out. The pictures depict a certain thing. Oh, like, is it like trigonometry? I dadgummit. I guarantee you I'm going to have to brush up on my trig. I would imagine, right? With the Pythag- It's not the Pythagorean theorem, is it? I find out how to open the circle tri- uh, triangle math doors. Do you want the trick or no? Educate yourself. <laughs> Educate yourself. Boycott this game. To quote Captain America. No, I don't think I will. 
said your name's Karen. It's perfect. It's perfect. It's like a meme. It's like a meme just interacted with a meme. B420. Here's the best part of the game. Here's the best part of the game. B420 Greenside was 16 months. I don't care. Uh, you see, yeah, yeah, there is, there is, there is a trans person in the game. I didn't care. I thought fine. Apparently, the devs did it last minute, and they, uh, they, they weren't too enthused about it. And I probably agree with them. Like, there, you don't need to do that. Like, you're not going to make anybody happy by doing that. You're just going to look stupid. It took me about two minutes to figure out the doors. Okay, it seemed last minute. Yeah, it's just a token ad. Like. If they would have done it, if that would have been in the game from, like, the very, very beginning, I'd have been like, oh, that's cool. But it was so clearly not. Like, I don't know. I, I thought it was cool. One of the first people that you interacted with, right? I, I thought it was I thought it was cool that they, uh, they had a blind character in the game. I was like, oh, that's pretty dope. They also have, like, a lot of, uh, a lot of uh, accessibility options. A lot of people aren't going to be able to talk about that. Yo, what's good, Lufi? I pet all the cats. There's no challenge or anything, but I feel like it's a hidden achievement. Yeah, I pet every cat. I pet every cat. The trolls have found a way into Reforge. They won't last long here. Be sure to click dislike on the way out. Every interaction with my video helps it. Who is blind? Oh, you might you might not have interacted with him. He's the third student that I interacted with for Slytherin in the tutorial. He's he's the third he's the third student that I interacted with. Um, he, I don't, I don't know if, um, he, Mike pet every cat last night. How do you know she wasn't in there from the very start? I'm pretty sure people, I'm pretty sure two things have happened. Um, number one, I think that that character was already in cutscenes and they didn't look like that. Number two, I think it literally got leaked that the devs did it last minute and were like, this is performative BS. Like, they were like, we don't want to do this. Yeah, his name's Gaunt, isn't it? Yo, my man MJ was 17 months. It's sad uh, that Co-Carnage can't even play. I like him and I thought he would play it. The whole situation looks like Salem. Listen, man, I have nothing against Co-Carnage, but when he gave in to the whole apologizing for saying what did he say dude he apologized for his take on dude i said co you just handed the keys to a jail cell to the mob you just said that the mob can dictate what you say enjoy i guess in in enjoy servitude enjoy 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 verbal and behavioral servitude to the mob that's what he did when he did that you know like, oh, this will make people happy and it'll quiet down the hate. Yeah, and now you're beholden to them. I have nothing against him, but when he did that, that sealed his fate. <clears throat> the intro is long, but when the games open up, it's so easy to get lost. I mean, I actually, yeah, I think it's better to call it an intro. Oh man, I do remember you saying that. Yeah, I told you guys. Listen, I like I, we joke about me being Lonostradamus. We joke about me being prophetic, but I told you guys these people will eat each other. They will they will eat their own. And when Co apologized that one time, I said, "Co, I didn't say it to him directly. I just said it sort of in a stream. I was like, "You just told the mob that they can dictate what you can say. You just handed the keys to the jail cell." Your verbal jail cell. Here you go. 
You can't say you can't say dude in a in a generic neutral way now. Oh my gosh. Like linguistic homicide. You know what I'm saying? Go for it, man. I told y'all. Look at them all. Look at them all. You know. Wait wait a month so you don't see any spoilers. Wait a month and then go check out that that glorious, loving, generous, kind community. Yeah. Uh-huh. Go look at all their behavior. Go look at what they've been doing. Yes, it's Ominous Gaunt. That's the kid who's blind. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's a Slytherin, so I ran into him like uh like right away. He also won't say blind playthrough. Yeah, just more linguistic homicide from the paper-thin virtue of the purple platform culture. The culture that they foster is one of fear and acquiescence to extremely narrow and stupid views. Like, you can only use blind to refer to blind people. You're linguistically stupid. You're a dumb person if you think that. Like, go get an education. Whatever education you got wasn't good enough. Like... To, to literally commit linguistic homicide because you're just literally dumb. Like, I don't have any respect for people like that. You're uneducated. And if you are educated, then you're just a coward that gives over to stupidity in the public. Like, it's just dumb. Like I said. It, like, it, it doesn't have any staying power either. It doesn't have any staying power. Like, give it a month or two and what, what what's their brand going to be about next? Right? What's their brand going to be about next? Uh, this is bad. You're going to run out of things that are bad. You're going to run out of things to hate. You're going to run out of edifices to tear down. You're going to run out of friendships to end. You will run out of things to kill. You just will. And you'll be standing on nothing but a shadow beneath your feet. And your identity will have dissolved into nothing. Like, that's the facts. Joe Vivian with the five spot. The mob came for you. I bought a membership. They come for this game. I'm buying it three times. They need to go away. I don't think buying it three times because people want to boycott makes any sense. I mean, I get what you're saying. Um, Who would have thought that this would be the turning point? <laughs> yeah, this is it. This is it. Just joining what has him fired up. <laughs> you sound like a Bible Thumber. Shut up. Fine, I'll buy it twice then. You're in my respect even more for playing it and making a stand. It's so weird to, to even describe it that way, MJ. Like, what world do we live in that my choice to play a video game is making a stand? Like, talk about privilege. <laughs> well, well, I'm not playing a video game. Woo. Like, whoa, (laughs) the conviction, (laughs) the character and integrity and risk. Shut up. (laughs) It's just how privileged could you be? I'm making a stand. (laughs) Are you really? (laughs) Oh, man. Let's search your Twitter history. Did you do the hashtag against Coney? I bet you did. Oh my golly golly. <laughs> mm. Lonnie, you're so brave. So brave for playing this effing video game. <laughs> That's what I'm saying. That's what I'm saying. Like, imagine the rest of the world looking at the West. Like, imagine being like, 
we can't get clean water and and in that that's your that's your big moral grandstanding fight a video game oh my golly <laughs> i'm making a stand <laughs> sure you are <laughs> like i'm laughing because i just want to be clear i'm not making a stand i'm just playing a video game <laughs> that's all i'm doing it's so neutral it's it's incredibly neutral come on don't tell me like i'm 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 laughing mj i know you weren't being like deadly serious but like i'm not making a stand man i'm just not (laughs) i don't have any i I don't have any topics any thumbnails any videos on this like i've ranted about it here and there but it's just like i i couldn't look more like some time traveling prophet right now i told y'all this was gonna happen i said give these people time man they will turn on each other they will eat each other they will cancel each other they will consume each other and it's happened and it's happened over this like it that's it doesn't take much like you know like the joker says (laughs) people will show you who they really are they will show you who they really are instead of being like I'm going to abstain. It's my own personal conviction. It's no, I'm going to attack anybody who does. I'm going to lambase anybody who does. I'm going to name and shame. Oh, and now I'm going to spoil the game. <laughs> like, imagine spending the entirety of your career talking about people who spoil games as like miserable basement dwelling trolls, and then you become that. Like, just keep quoting the Batman movie. You you either die the hero or you live long enough to become the villain. <laughs> it's like, what happened? The whole world's upside down. <laughs> Streamers are now actively spoiling the game. <laughs> oh my gosh. Uh. <sighs> hey, a $5 tip from Kel Swiss. Uh, people complaining about this. Oh yeah, yeah. And if you point that out to them, Kel Swiss, they'll they'll say that that doesn't that doesn't count. They'll just like dodge that question. I'm allowed to try to fix society, even though I'm a part of society. Really? You need an iPhone to be a part of society. You need to wear Nikes. You need to wear designer clothes to be a part of society. You do. Hmm. Wonder all where all those very expensive you know, clothings and shoes and phones. Like, I wonder where all those things are made. You need those things to be a part of society? That's interesting. That seems like classism and privilege to me. (laughs) To presume and assume those things are a part of society. (laughs) What a privileged way to look at the world. (laughs) Like, imagine thinking that. Do you think that having an iPhone is being a part of society? Expensive clothes? You think those things are a part of being in society? Like Again, again, if you just... I've always said, look at the way that people talk and look at the way that people argue and they will betray what they really think. They always do. They always do. Mm. <laughs> if Joe Rogan plays Hogwarts, they might explode. <laughs> That'd be a great, that'd be a great episode of Rogan. He comes out and he's like, guys, I just got to admit something to y'all. And he like puts on a hat. He's like, I'm Slytherin, baby. Oops. How are they spoiling it if they're not watching it, playing it? Well, Talica, 
So in my experience with video games and with movies, what people will do is, is they will rush to wikis or forums and they'll find people who beat it, right? They'll find people who got review copies or whatever. And then it's copy paste. It just spreads like wildfire. So if at the end of a movie, the main character is forced, this doesn't happen in this game. I'm just making something up. Like at the end of the movie, the main character is like forced to kill his brother, right? Well, all it takes is one person to get early access to the game or a review copy or a Reddit forum or a wiki, and then everybody just copy-paste, 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 and then it, and then it just spreads like wildfire. So, like, literally, I remember I remember that happened with me. It was, like, the Thursday... Uh, mm, yes, it was literally the day that people could go see one of the Star Wars movies in the theater. And somebody just came in and was like, yeah, so-and-so does this, this so-and-so. And I'm like, what the frick? Like, I had been live for 20 minutes, and somebody did that. So, it's it's just a thing, you know? And again, and again, I just... It, it, for, the, for content creators and people with platforms to stoop to such low levels of, you know, infantile behavior, it just, again, I think it just betrays who they really are. Like... That right there shows you somebody's heart. It's 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 not something that they feel true conviction about. It's not something that they have any emotional attachment to or actual genuine beliefs. It's merely an opportunity for them to farm impressions and to be toxic. Like they're just showing you they're a toxic person. They're a nasty person. Like, that's all it is. It's, it's, and I've always tried to tell people that. I'm like, all you've got to do is look at the way some content creators interact with their audience. Look at the way they interact on Twitter. Look at the way when something serious comes up, like how they talk to people. It's like they literally show you who they are. You just have to look with a tiny bit amount of discernment. Stop being sycophantic. Stop being like, an idol worshiper and and use some use some critical thinking and some discernment you're like this person's just not nice this person's kind of awful right dude from x-files molder uh see you dude good content gotta get ready for work thank you yeah streisand effect are you saying i i don't think i've ever had anybody tell me are you saying i i don't think i look like molder i do not look like david Duchovny. I've, I don't think I've ever been told that in my life. Yo, what's good, Prowl? Showed some of your coverage of the game uh, on stream yesterday before PC launch at one. You did a great, uh, you did great coverage of the game. Oh, yo, man, thank you, Prowl. That's very kind. <clears throat> I appreciate that. The Forbes blocker getting blocked is just too good. Listen, man. Justice comes in many forms, and when you harness and, and and think the mob is wonderful and you think destroying people publicly is wonderful, it's great until it comes for you. So, you know, I, 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 think, I think justice takes many, many forms, and watching people slowly over the last couple years get everything they deserve, I think has just been all I needed to not, not ever have to do anything other than just focus on myself and my brand. And focus on my family and focus on y'all. Uh, hey, Lono, I like your streams. I have a quick question. Do you have a video editor? No, I have a producer who is he he is uh, proficient enough at editing, 
And one of the things that uh, he's able to do is not much editing because I generally do videos in one take. It could be a 10-minute video or a 30-minute video. I don't really have a strong desire or need for editing. So, like, Creature is an editor, but, like, he also wears, like, eight other hats. So I would never call him an editor. I think that would be, like, reductionist of, like, what he does. Creature's crying. I actually have a greater respect by not calling him an editor. (laughs) Like, calling him an editor would be so, like, no. Like, yeah, that's something he does, like, once a day. (laughs) But most of his editing is literally intro-outro. Like, he doesn't have to slice my content up. He has people he has to do that for, but I I don't have a need for that. I cut my teeth creating content in the live environment, so, like, I do things in one take for the most part. Uh, hang on, somebody said something. Froman, I just subscribed. I enjoy truth content. Uh, the blue hair mob failed to cancel this fantastically amazing game. Where did that come from, the blue hair mob? Uh, this is a solid A-plus title, says More to No Show. Definitely a 9 out of 10. What I'd give to see this tech adapted for other big franchises like Star Trek, Doctor Who. Oh, like create a game of this scope and depth in Star Trek or Doctor Who or Star Wars yeah like as much as I enjoy Jedi Fallen Order or Jedi Survivor can you imagine a Jedi Temple game where like you show up as a young Padawan and become a like that this yes like for some people Hogwarts is a dream come true for me like having a game at that level of depth longevity and like I get to go to a Jedi Temple like that would be freaking awesome there's an additional content area where you load back into your game. That's definitely an area for expansion DLC. Oh yeah, additional content. Yeah, I mean kind of kind of Talica because they 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 already had like the the deluxe edition stuff that you could download, right? You know what I'm saying? I I don't I I I kind of agree with you. That yeah, additional content. Um He doesn't look blocked to me. He's been posting news as recently as yesterday. I don't know who blocked him, Eugene, but he has been blocked by some people from the company. At least one or two devs and many people from the community have basically been like, I'm blocking you. I'm unfollowing you. I thought you were better than this. Right? It was not nearly the fever pitch of a mob that, like, you know, I experienced. But they definitely they definitely finally came for him. Now, none of the content creators did, Right? None of the content creators did. They won't be consistent. They won't block or unfollow, you know. He's playing it, he's reviewing it, he's covering it. He's doing all the things that makes him a terrible person according to their logic, but they don't apply their logic consistently. You won't see any of them call him out. That's not Bungie blocking him. Yeah, I don't know where the I don't know where the 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 the, the myth came that Bungie blocked him. I don't think the dev I don't think the official Bungie account blocked him. I mean, plenty of people have been blocked and unfollowed for covering and playing the game, right? It was devs. It wasn't Bungie. Yeah, it was devs. It was devs from the the company. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I mean, he basically wasn't shy about it. Like, he tweeted and was like, I'm I'm out. Or or no, I'm going to play it, and I don't really care. And, or not, I don't really care, but like, I'm going to play it, and that's where I land on it, right? Mm-mm. Yeah. 
That person has me blocked as well, Commando G, man. That's just what they do. Oh, uh, do, 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 do. Why, though? Well, I, you, you have to understand what's going on, right? People are using this as a moment to sort of... They're basically saying, this is my view of friendship and reality. Like, it's deeper than just, ah, she's mean and awful. No, no. This is your view of reality. Like, I said in one of my recent episodes with Andrew Schwab that acquiescence... No, 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 no. Assimilation is not friendship. Assimilation is not friendship. Like, making somebody assimilate to every single thing that you think. Right? Because... There are people that could fundamentally agree about the author of the Harry Potter books, but then diverge and be like, I think I can play the game, and somebody else could be like, I can't play the game, right? They could diverge there. So they could agree at a foundational level, but then they could depart ways on whether or not they should play the game. But according to these people, no, uh-uh. You must you must assimilate and be exactly as I am, if not you're a threat, you're, you're awful, you will be blocked and removed from my life. Like, again, it's a tyrannical view of friendship. Like, they're not, they're not, like, showing you what they think about social issues at all. It's not that. You've got to look beneath it. There's something far more sinister going on. It's a tyrannical, Borg-like view of friendship. You, you must assimilate. That's not friendship. That's not allyship. That's assimilation. You know what I'm saying? Like, that's assimilation. Like, you, that, if, think about it like this. If you and I are going to be allies in something, that necessitates that we're, we differ. Right? Does that make sense? I can't be your ally if I'm exactly like you. Then I'm no longer your ally. I'm just a clone. I'm just an ideological worldview clone of you. Do you see what I'm saying? So, like, that's the thing is, like, you you want assimilation. You don't want friendships. You don't want allyship. You don't want, pe- you don't want to win people to your side. You want assimilation through force, just like the Borg did in Star Trek. They assimilated people through force against their will, and then they became one one hive mind, one voice. And it's exactly how the behavior is. My wife and I finally gave Next Generation a chance. I wanted to cry happy tears. Oh, it's so good. It's so good. So many cool things came to fruition in Picard. Picard Season 2 was really rough. It was like half good, half awful. But it looks like they're really setting things up for Season 3 to be significantly better. And it's the final season, so... Mm-mm-mm. you should make this explanation a video I would share it I just don't I have a I have a I have a piece I have a channel where I do that kind of content with a friend of mine I my gaming content like we get into this but like I'm never gonna be like making a video thumbnail or title about it because then that puts you in weird search funnels you know what I'm saying I don't I don't want to do that I don't mind standing my ground and and having the conversation with you guys at 30,000 feet, right? I don't mind that at all. But I'm not I'm never going to be like here's a thumbnail, here's a here's a video on this. 
what is this other channel? It's called Ceasefire Podcast. It's me and Andrew Schwab. He's the lead singer of Project 86. We became friends over the years, and we've got 13-some episodes uh, up. So I don't, regularly, I don't regularly promote it or tell people to go check it out because... You know, it's very, it's not, it's not gaming content. And I don't want to jack up your, your YouTube search like results because it's definitely getting into waters that I would never get into on the gaming channel. I mentioned this in someone else's video. These people are hypocritical. I'm sure they buy all kinds of products. Yeah. We talked about that earlier. Project A6. Love that band. Yeah. Yeah. He and I over the years became friends. They actually have a new album coming out. You should check out their latest singles. It's going to be the heaviest album that Project has ever made. I've heard the whole thing. It is phenomenal. And their latest singles are very good. Uh, You should definitely check them out on all their socials. And then uh, we do like a weekly episode podcast. And you can support it on Patreon. We really prefer people go to ceasefirepodcast.com if you want to support it. Um that's the best way to support it. Go become a patron and that'll help us really grow it. The YouTube will probably do its own thing over time, which is exciting, but what tips do you recommend when starting Hogwarts Legacy out? Okay, my first and biggest tips for Hogwarts Legacy gameplay is take your time. Take your time. Because if you're if you're tempted to rush and skip dialogue and just be like quest and task oriented you're going to rob yourself i think of a really really enjoyable experience i'm 4 or 5 hours in and i never once only last night was i trying to kind of go quickly because i wanted to get the broom cuz today i kind of wanted to show people the open world um and when i was doing it i even felt a little bit of twinge of regret like i'm missing dialogue i'm missing conversations like i didn't really talk to the uh, the herbalist teacher or whatever her name was like i didn't really get to listen to her and i kind of regretted that i was like ah like i find the voice acting and the writing to be charming it's concise i think it's enjoyable um so I, I find it to be I find it to be a uh, a well well crafted introduction in tutorial and endeavor right. Hit like y'all. Lono self esteem needs the affirmation. Thank you Zubair. We've had a great turnout today already. We just hit 400 likes on YouTube. Thank you so much. Uh, currently on the daily member goal over here, we're at 17 out of 25. If this number hits 25, I have to give five. Over here on the tickety talk, we're nearing 10 thousand likes thank you so much we have eight out of 21 subscribers over here if you hit that star button you can subscribe get a badge get emojis it supports me directly and then over on youtube you can click the dollar sign of the join button to support me directly you'd say the dialogue uh, or voices aren't cringe or anything like for spoken i don't know if anything can hit that level of cringe to be honest I, I i hate using that word but there wasn't really another accurate word to describe for spoken Forspoken's dialogue and writing was just... I don't know what the heck they were doing. Um, I thought it was just very... Here's the thing about Forspoken. It was inconsistent. There were times where I thought she was funny and the writing was funny. And then it went from being funny to being like intolerably stupid. I was like, what is this? No, what? Why are you talking like that? You know what I mean? It, it, it swung... It swung from great heights to great lows on a dime. It was, yeah, it was bad. <clears throat> I still do a weekly show, Ross, with 30 and still gaming. And um, I think we're going to discuss Hogwarts this week, which means I'm going to have to push Doc Dark to another week. He's going to come on the show eventually. 
I've had some JRPGs with some pretty cringe dialogue. Yeah, but when you're playing a JRPG, you sort of readily know that you're going to be getting into that kind of dialogue. Hyperbolic, exaggeratory dialogue. It wasn't originally written in English, so you're dealing with interpretive reason, like interpretive differences, uh, translation differences. Uh, you're also dealing with you know, English voice actors that are trying to bring a different style of speaking and, and hyperbole. They're trying to bring it to life. So I, I, I don't know. I, I, I think that I, I do. I think that it's really, really tough sometimes to look at uh, JRPGs and judge them with the same scrutiny that you would judge a game like Hogwarts Legacy. Like, Hogwarts Legacy, I expected the writing and the voice acting to be good. I actually found it to be... I call, I, I'm saying that it's excellent. I think the voice acting and the writing in this is excellent. I think it's charming. I think it is as charming as it is concise, and I think that's very important in a game like this. Nobody's droning on and on and on. They give you a good amount of information. It builds good lore, character, and story, and backstory, and and it and it's concise. It's like consumable, and it's crisp, and it sounds good. There's just there's a lot of things about it that I, I particularly enjoyed. Love the voice acting and the facial animations. Facial animations are great in cutscenes, like fully rendered cutscenes. When you're interacting with an NPC that's just sort of like standing on a street corner or standing in the library, and they're just and it's it's all automated and it's it's a little bit more animatronic, like you would come to expect in games like this. A little bit more um, wooden, but once you're in like a scene, I think I think everything looks great. Everything I see in here makes this game sound amazing. Hey, good to see you, Serge. When it comes to Harry Potter actors and actresses uh, that have passed away, I miss them all. I mean, the woman who plays Umbridge absolutely crushed it on the crown. This is when I couldn't. Uh, this is when I couldn't figure out that you can just jump over the barrel. I was like trying to move the barrel, and people were like, "Just jump, you idiot!" <laughs> uh, if you guys are having buffering. Uh, or you're having to refresh it seems that YouTube is having a conniption this seems to be happening once a day around this time yesterday we got about an hour to an hour and a half in the broadcast and then everything just kind of went nuts no you can jump I was just acting like a moron um, so if you're having to refresh or you're dealing with buffering or, or, or glitches uh, that is not on my end that's something that YouTube's been doing and I'm not sure what it is like we're, we, we went from 750 to back to 650 to 550 then back up to 600 viewerships all over the place that usually means people are having to refresh and I am sorry that's happening I, I think YouTube's trying to do something with live streams this week and it's causing some weirdness once we're about an hour and a half into the stream you could have destroyed the objects next to the barrel by the way oh really you think this game is worth it I think that the game is worth it on PS5 and Series X. I think on PC, you need to anticipate some issues and problems that may get patched this week or the next, usually a day one, week one patch, or also day one, week one driver updates can help with some of the issues that people are having. If you're going to be getting this game on the PlayStation 4 or the Xbox One, I've actually been cautioning people to wait. You're going to have to wait all the way until April the 4th anyway, so why not wait an extra couple of days for performance reviews? I think this game is going to struggle on the older consoles uh, significantly. Um, It's a very big game, lots of detail, lots going on. I I think it's going to be a hard, uh, a hard, hard slog for those systems to make this game run well. I don't know how much they're going to be able to dumb down the graphics as well before it becomes intolerable. 
uh, if that makes sense. Do you agree on games becoming 70 bucks now? My thought on $70 games is as long as it's a full AAA game, I'm fine with it. I think there's a spectrum of game pricing, right? Anywhere from $30 to $50 is more AA, more indie indie, indie style and sized games. Um, and But when you go larger than that, when it's a AAA company, bigger publisher, bigger budget, I'm like, yeah, $70 is fine. I, I, like, uh, I grew up on games that were, you know, $60 and $70. And that was in the 90s and the early 2000s. Even when games were cheap, more cheaply produced on DVDs and CDs, I was still spending that amount of money. So I'm, I'm, I'm not bothered by it. Uh, albums got more expensive. Movies got more expensive. Virtually all digital entertainment has gotten more expensive. So it doesn't bother me. Again, as long as it's a AAA game with a good-sized budget. Um, there is no photo mode. Um, <clears throat> there is no photo mode. Um, I could try and give you, I, I've took some pictures of myself for my thumbs. I, I, I could try and give you one, but I don't have to move the PlayStation. Oh, that's fine. I'll be able to do that during members. Yeah, I didn't, I was unable to get one. Um, uh, there is no photo mode. I mean, well, F them for that. Yeah, I've just gotten really good at, at simulating my own photo mode. So I turned the HUD off, and if you rotate the camera so that it, like, runs into a wall or a tree, the camera will zoom in on your character. So I'm pretty good at doing my own sort of on-the-fly photo mode. And so I got some pretty good shots. The one that I used for the thumbnail of the stream that you're watching right now. Uh, and then I got a pretty good one for my gameplay. Um, so... Playing with the HUD off is the best. You guys on, uh, on, well, yeah, I'm gonna leave it. I'm gonna leave it. Playing without the HUD's the best. How's the game worth the hype? That dude, I don't like hyping up games. I don't. I always get a little, uh, I'm always a little hesitant to do it. But I will say this. I will say this. It is beyond and above my expectations. Um by a pretty significant margin um by a pretty significant margin i thought i was going to enjoy the game i am liking the game quite a bit close to saying i'm loving it right i'm right on the edge of being like bro i'm loving this game i thought i was just going to enjoy it i thought yeah i'll wander around we'll check out the school we'll check out the missions and then i'll walk away right i did not anticipate liking the game to such a high degree, right? What games from the 90s were 90 bucks? I mean, 70? Uh, we looked up a Toys R Us article uh, advertisement from the 90s, and if they were newer titles, bigger, well-known titles, they would usually hit the market around 70 or $80. And then a couple months later, they would drop to 60 uh, The one that we looked at, I think, like, there was a sports game and maybe Donkey Kong or something. Donkey Kong Country was like 70 or 80 uh, Toys R Us, Babbage's, um, and some of those places were ex- very expensive to buy games back then. That th- We rented. That was one of the reasons my brothers and I rented a lot of Super Nintendo titles because they were they would they would release their new release pricing was sometimes as high as seventy or eighty dollars. Now that again is dependent on the retailer that you went to. You might have been able to find retailers that didn't do that, but since video games were in such high demand and they usually had limited quantity, like you could literally go to the store and they'd be like, "Yeah, we're all out of Street Fighter. 
we don't have it. It's, it's sold out because they would get you know fifty cartridges or something. Um, so yeah, it, 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 video games were very expensive. It was a very expensive hobby back then. That was like going and dropping like a hundred to one hundred and twenty dollars according to inflation. It was an expensive hobby back in the day. Uh, chapter eight said, "My only complaint." and it's just really one, is that leveling up seems too easy. I was level 15 just by exploring a few hours and not doing story missions. I was level 15 before I unlocked the talent tree. Chapter 8, I actually mentioned that in my show open. I think that's one of the reasons I believe there'll be additive ongoing content of some kind because leveling is not XP based. That makes it very easy for them to like episodically add level caps and new things to do and new level thresholds because you do it through challenges, right? But that's a pitfall you can play exhaustively and be super high level before you're supposed to like I, I when I went to Hogsmeade there was a guy selling stuff and I was like oh these are these are really high level things and they're really expensive I was high enough level to get them but I didn't have the coin for it I sold a couple things and got a couple things anyway yo what's good skizzy Awesome to find you again. I stream full-time on YouTube, my friend. Go look for Reforge Gaming if you'd rather, you know, connect there and get in our Discord and become a member, you know, kind of like the Purple Days. Uh, I also simultaneously stream over here on the Tickety Talk. Also, consoles were significantly more subsidized then. Yeah, I'm looking right now at an advertisement, the Nintendo 64. It was $75 for Mortal Kombat. It was 60 for Super Mario World, and the console itself was $200. So yeah, I mean, the console being 200 and then games being 60 to 70, it's just kind of bonkers. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, like it, 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 spending a third of the cost of the console on a game, around a third, you know, between a third and a fourth of the cost, it's crazy. Does the Skull Gear have any perks or just cosmetic? Just cosmetic. What wand did you get? You'll find out here in a moment. Um, I, I, I built my own too. Like you can pick the different things. Awesome. Love the new brand name. Uh, I was around during the STR days. Always loved your realism. I appreciate that skizzy. Thank you. Thank you. I never left my friend. I never left. We just started streaming on YouTube and then we moved the live show from the big channel to a smaller channel. Well, that channel is about to hit 25,000 subscribers. Uh, and the big channel is back alive and well, but it's just uploads and it's going to hopefully hit 50,000 subscribers this year. So it's worse now, really with deluxe editions to get early access, DLC points, ETC. See, I don't mind early access for deluxe editions. If someone's going to spend extra money, I think it's totally fine to do that. Underwhelming wand creation. I thought it was fine. Chris, I I could see a Harry Potter fan being like, Eh, this wasn't enough, but then I think about Jedi Fallen Order and how much you get you can contribute to your lightsaber. You know what I'm saying? Like, I don't know. There's only so much I think you could probably let people do here, you know? Did you build your wand around a Jason Momoa hair core? Uh, you, uh kind of, kind of, yeah. It's, I, it's mine, mine has phoenix feather in it. Um, I obviously resonate with the image of a phoenix, more than like a dragon or whatever the other one was dragon or a unicorn I think um so that's exactly what I compared it to yeah it it feels it feels pretty simplistic and I know for 
I know for Harry Potter fans, it probably feels maybe a little bit too simplistic, you know? Expectations for Lightfall? I, I have none. I don't play or cover that game anymore. Uh, I'm going for Dragon Elderwood for sure. Uh, I mean, really embrace the Phoenix, but in the 30s, maybe the 40s? I'm not sure. I obviously, I like, you know, the Dark Phoenix and uh, Saga in X-Men, and I like the image of a Phoenix sort of, you know, rising from the ashes. That imagery is always cool. Yeah, I mean, there you got uh, Star Fox for 60, Mortal Kombat for 70, but then things would drop in price. I mean, there's a game there for $73 after coupon. There's games for 40 50 and $60 after coupon. Like, Donkey Kong Country is $53 after coupon. So, yeah, video games were very expensive back then. Those are all Super Nintendo titles. You know what I mean? Um, it's just one of those things. Uh, how's the progression? The progression is mainly through challenges, which means if you play really exhaustively and you find all the things and explore everywhere, you're going to level uh, fairly qu- you know, fairly quickly. Um, leveling's not as important as sort of your gear and your spells. So let's say that you level up and you're... Um, Let's say you level up and you end up being over-leveled for a mission, right? It won't really feel that way unless you go and spend a bunch of time getting over-leveled gear, right? So, like, let's say let's say that you, you're, you're a level 15. I think I'm a pretty high level right now, and I'm doing, like, level 4 and 5 missions, okay? The enemies are going to roughly be at my level unless... I go and sort of farm chests, use money, and then buy like an outfit that's a much higher level, which is going to add to my offense and defense. Does that make sense? So if you don't want to be over-leveled, but you still want to explore exhaustively, what you're going to want to do is explore exhaustively, but then don't upgrade your gear. Don't upgrade your outfit, right? I was 18, had to fight a 21 giant. Yeah, usually games even out. There's always that period where, like, you're either under or above the level, but then, like, equilibrium tends to hit, you know, kind of hit near the end. I think I show my wand, uh, giggity. I think I show my wand stats right here. So it's a cedar, phoenix feather, unbending, 12-inch wand. Dark brown. So, I thought it turned out rather nice. I just joined, forgive me if you've already answered this, but 1 to 10 rating. I'm 4 or 5 hours in. I anticipated giving it like a 7.5 or an 8. I'm giving it a a 9. It might slip from a 9 to like an 8.5, but currently it's better than I expected. I went in with expectations about like, oh, performance might be kind of rough. Um, You know, I heard combat was better. Uh, than people thought. Have you gotten bullied yet? No. I mean, people come in and they might try and say something, but I, I think it, it, most of the people that do that are very weak. You know, they're intellectually weak. Like they're not, they're not formidable or scary. Um, they're, I call them toothless dogs. Like they, they just bark a lot. They're not scary at all. I've, when you've, when you've walked through the fires of, of the hell of cancel culture, what people are doing now. You know those bang snaps people throw at uh, at the 4th of July? That's kind of what they feel like. Just... They're nothing. Like, 
I walked on lava and came out alive. Like, your little bang snaps and fireworks aren't scary. Teddy says, told you it's a solid nine. Hey, you know what I'm saying? Like, I'm always willing to move my opinion and positions on things. I think that's probably won some trust from people over the years. It's like, I'll be the first to be like... I kind of thought this thing was going to land in like a seven and a half or an eight for me. And it's, it's landing higher, you know, for me. Um, now that's relative to me. Like if you go in expecting it to be a 10, you might feel disappointment at some of the rough edges or some of the issues. You'd be like, yeah, it's like an eight. You see what I'm saying? Story's very meh. I happen to think I, I like the story quite a bit. Combat stiff and boring. Dodge roll spell, dodge roll spell. Um... You should probably spend some time working on combos. There's an entire power exchange where if you maintain combos, um, it really, really helps you stay on top of the fight and feel powerful. If you're just dodge rolling and spelling, um, you're you're playing pretty unidimensionally. And once I learned how to weave combos in and maintain combos and the power that it fed me, I liked the combat even more. Hey, dude, looking good. Nice glasses and beard. Oh, thank you. Hope you have a great week. I appreciate that. I got stuck in the mountain and phased out. I hardly ever dodge at all. I parry and do combos. Yeah, I'm I'm usually using parry and stupefy to maintain combos. Yeah. What are your favorite games? Uh, Hellblade, Ghost of Tsushima, Sekiro, um, Returnal. Those are some of my favorite games. Mm-hmm. I like games with very tight combat. Uh, like that's why I like Ghost of Tsushima and Sekiro so much. Um, uh, Hellblade's more of like a spiritual experience for me, and Returnal I think is one of the most creative, most ambitious games that we've gotten to play in the last couple of years. I believe it deserved Game of the Year the year that it came out. It actually won Game of the Year at the BAFTAs. Um, so yeah, yeah, that, those those are some of the games I like the most. Good pick. Tsushima's amazing. Been wanting to get into Returnal. If you accept Returnal as a rogue and you just commit yourself to it, it has amazing story. One of the best soundtracks I've ever heard. Um, Some of the most satisfying combat and power, like, sense of power. It's not power fantasy, but you know what I'm saying. You get stronger. It's it's excellent. Uh, Returnal is excellent. But you just have to accept the rogue elements. And once... This is what'll happen. Once you get a good run you will you will see things differently. I went from thinking Returnal was fine to it being my game of the year, and it took a good run and, and beating the game. I didn't beat the game completely, but I did one full run, and it completely changed my opinion. I'm a little salty on the no Quidditch. Within five minutes of being at the school, the headmaster, I think, makes it clear that Quidditch will show up at some point. Rogues are always tough starting out for me, but once I dump in a few hours, I love them. If that's the case, then you will absolutely love Returnal. You will love it. If you like rogues, like, I actually think Returnal's going to be more successful on PC, potentially, than it was on PlayStation, because rogues are so popular on Steam. So, uh, a little salty on the no Quidditch. Yeah, 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 I think Quidditch is coming later. The Headmaster, they draw your attention to it within five minutes of being at Hogwarts, and the Headmaster says the following quote, He says, this year's Quidditch season has been canceled. I think that phrasing is very intentional. I think they drew your attention to Quidditch, and I think he said it in that way. They're leaving room uh, for it to, um, to come later. I believe that, personally. 
I don't think they draw your attention to things like that haphazardly, right? I don't think so. Well, they wouldn't have mentioned it otherwise. Yeah, I don't think they would have baked it into the lore. I don't think they would have made it a point of focus. And I don't think they would have been like, oh, it's, it's potentially a temporary thing. I don't think they would have done that. Why else would the field be out there? Well, they're wanting to be consistent with the lore. Because at this time, the Quidditch pitch would have been there. And there would have been Quidditch games. So they're essentially creating kind of new wizarding world canon to be like at this point in history there was an accident that led to no quidditch but we know that quidditch resumes at some point in the history of hogwarts ergo i i think that it it'll it'll show up at some time what webcam do you use are you playing on playstation or pc this is my footage from yesterday on ps5 i use a sony a6000 camera i have another one over there that'll like rotate in periodically and i'm just kind of letting you guys see the gameplay from yesterday while i talk uh if you want to support the channel maybe help us get 500 likes on this video guys smash the like button we only need eight more members and i'll gift five members every every 25 members i gift five so help us hit that goal you can join right now for five bucks and sometimes you get a discount on your very first membership. Uh, fingers crossed. Why else would the field be out there? They probably wanted you to complete the story first. This is how I see it, Manny. If you're familiar with Ghost of Tsushima Legends as a side game thing that was added, I think they might do that. They could add Quidditch as a free update to people who own Hogwarts Legacy and then they sold Ghost of Tsushima Legends later for $20. They could sell Hogwarts Legacy Quidditch later for like 20 bucks, and it would have online netcode potential, like playing with other people. When that happens, I'm crossing my fingers for some type of online update, some type of co-op update so you can play with other people. Somebody remarked, and I noticed it too, that there are certain missions where someone comes with you during the tutorial but then a lot of the times you're by yourself and I wonder if that's because they've baked into the game the idea that like hey once you get through all this you can go and play co-op with other people certain missions probably won't allow co-op like I'm imagining they add co-op later and in this context I'm imagining that they would be like there's a mission that you do with Sebastian where you have to sneak I would imagine that you wouldn't be able to do that co-op. It's too narrow. It's too linear. He's only interacting with you. So I do think you'd have to get through some of the preliminary solo stuff if you wanted to have co-op. Or you'd be playing co-op and then it would be like, uh, you guys have to separate for this mission and it would like put you, you know, it would like all of a sudden you'd be in your own instance, just you and Sebastian. So... I'm hoping they add co-op. This game would be amazing. That was the first thing I thought of last night is like, man, oh man, I would I would absolutely love uh, to play this game um, with my wife. Like, we enjoy uh, we enjoy a good co-op game and you know, it's like what, what fun that would have been just to sit on the couch last night and just explore the school and the world together. You know what I mean? I do like playing Hogwarts quite a bit, yes. I wish it was co-op. I do too. I do too. It's one of those things where I understand why they didn't do co-op, right? I understand why they didn't. Because, uh... The... 
the net code that would have been required, you know, the sophistication, the back end, you know, we could potentially get more than a trilogy since you're a fifth year. Well, a, a trilogy would be fifth, sixth, and seventh year. I think that that's that's a theory that a lot of people have. I have a theory that this will get turned into a live service game or an ongoing game. And his comments about Quidditch is one of my clues. I think there's a lot of clues in the early game. Uh, one of the other clues, I think, that this world and game will expand beyond even just Hogwarts is there's a character from Uganda and she mentions Wagadu, the school that's carved into the mountain. It's the largest wizarding school in the world and they don't use wands. And she says the magic's more primitive and it's a little different. There's different spells that they learn. So I'm kind of like, hmm, why is that in the tutorial? Like it's optional dialogue, but like it's right there in the tutorial. And it's like most people are going to be curious about her. She has an African accent. She's 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 clearly not like a, a Brit, right? She's from Uganda. And she's you, she, you just start asking her about the school that she's from. It's like, oh, there's this other massively huge school. Now, somebody might be like, well, that's just lore building. maybe maybe but like I don't know about that like it's it's right there in the tutorial like you're at the school for five minutes and Quidditch gets mentioned right like one of the second like one of the second uh uh one of the second people you meet starts talking about this right Uganda practices primitive magic. She didn't describe it as primitive. She described it as instinctive. I think I might have used the wrong word. She described it as being instinctive and they don't use wands. She actually found it to be odd to to cast magic with a wand. So, th- th- there could be an argument made that casting more instinctive, more intuitive magic with your hands would be potentially more powerful. You know, you could end up at that school as a sixth year student or a seventh year student and then end up using magic in a more action adventure way, in a more freeing way. You don't need a wand. You're just using your hands, right? You could fly without a broom at that point. You could be more of a, like a true wizard. You know what I'm saying? You'd be less of a school book, less of a school book wizard or a witch. You'd be more of like a power and more of a force to be reckoned with. So... I'm interested in the Ugandan school and the Japanese school for sure. A full-blown sequel seems likely too, because they could use the Unreal Engine 5 now. I don't think they would switch engines. I, I don't know why they would do that. They've, it, As far as I can tell, they could polish this up a bit, but it seems to be fine in whatever engine they just, you know, chose to use. Uh, what should I know going in? I'm going to get it on the 10th. The thing that I keep telling people, Dadtastic, Take your time. The intro slash tutorial is so enjoyable. Don't rush. I'm just going to keep telling people that. I think exhaust the dialogue, read the lore, scan the items. Like they put so much work into this. If you go into it purely quest oriented, purely task oriented, I think you're going to miss the. All of the all of the intricacies and all of the things that are there to make it so much better. It's like if someone's gonna make you a really amazing sub sandwich and they've got the bread and then they've got condiments and then they've got the toppings and then they've got the meat and then they've got the cheese and they put it all together and it's immaculate, okay? And you go to the sandwich and you say, 
I really just need carbs and protein. I'm just trying to I'm just trying to eat quick and you strip it of everything but the bread and the meat. You couldn't say that you ate the sandwich they prepared for you. You couldn't. You ate something else. Right? You stripped it down to its base parts. And I worry that in a game like this, if that's what you do, you're going to walk away and be like, yeah, it's not that good of a game. It's like, well, you didn't play the game that they built. You stripped it down to its base parts. I want a quest. I want to level. I want to go do stuff. I want to fight. Okay. If you strip it all the way down to those things, those things won't stand on their own. I don't think that's true of any game, to be honest with you. I think so many people do this with games. They strip it down to its base parts, and they're like, yeah, it's just some questing and some fighting. And it's like, okay, that's literally every game. Like, you can strip every game down to its base parts and be like, I didn't really have a fun time, and I beat it in 20 hours. That's on you, homie. That's not on the devs. That's not on the devs. They put so much passion and care and love into this game. And if you voluntarily skip over all of that, that's your fault. That's not a game design fault. That's 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 nothing to be left at the feet of the developers. So, and I never play games this way. The right game will hook me. Ghost of Tsushima, I soaked in every moment, every haiku, every dialogue line. I was like, this is an amazing story and world. And the same thing happened to me in the opening of Hogwarts. I was reading lore for items that I scanned. I never do that. If if you come to YouTube, they will tell you. I'm streaming on YouTube right now as well at Reforge Gaming. They will tell you. They will say, no, dude. This guy doesn't read lore. This guy doesn't stop to smell the roses in games usually. It's just, I want to fight. I want to get in the content loop, right? I'm known for that. Maybe to a fault. Um, so, that would be my advice. You do, there's, no, there's no race. There's no race. Like, in a couple of weeks, if your friend's like, oh, I'm done with that. I'm on a, I'm on a Hufflepuff run right now. Let that person play the way that they want to play. My advice is, take your time. I'm four or five hours in, and I went a little quick last night off stream because I wanted to get to the point where I had the broom. Like, as a content creator, there is some expediency pressure. And I felt regret. I was like, I'm missing good dialogue. Like, I kind of want to listen to this hippie, cute, redhead herbalist teacher. Like, she's talking about plants and stuff. She's adding to the fabric of the game, and I'm clicking through because I'm just trying to get to the broom. So, I'm having so much fun doing everything. I usually run through games and skip dialogue. Yeah. Yeah, there's there's something I keep describing it as there's something very charming and concise about the game. It doesn't belabor the point. It doesn't drag things out. If you want to do optional dialogue, I think it's well worth it. Yeah, I think even the optional dialogue is very concise and enjoyable. So, that's my advice to people playing this game. Never been here, but I like your shirt, so have a great day. Thank you. If you ever like the shirt that I'm wearing, it usually comes from a sponsor. We I'm regularly wearing shirts from 80s Tees. This one comes from 80s Tees Harry Potter collection. You can use my code over there. Use code LONO for 30% off. L-O-N-O, LONO. You can also use my code at Into the AM. That's another site that you can get a discount and support me uh, by using my code over there. Does this game give you those warm Fable 2 vibes? I actually never played Fable 2 at the time. I was not into games like that. So, 
Would you say there's something magical about it? <laughs> Shut up. I'm going to use your code because you seem like a solid dude. Thank you. I appreciate that. You get a big discount using my code at 80s Tees. It's 30% off. And it's official licensed merchandise. So it's not cheap. But the print quality and the shirt quality, I am like a t-shirt connoisseur. I love t-shirts. I have a massive t-shirt collection. And the shirts at 80s Tees are well worth it. And my discount really helps. Um, and we've already had one coffee order today. If you guys like supporting me directly, uh, those of you that are watching on the Tickety Talk, if you're coffee drinkers, this is not a sponsor. The shirts are a sponsor. My glasses are a sponsor. They're from Gamer Advantage. You can use my code over there too. But this is not a sponsor. Reforge Roast is mine. And we have a holiday blend and we're trying to work through the inventory right now. You can use code GETFRICKED for 20% off our holiday blend reforgeroast.com I am kind of promoting all the ways of support I like to do it in one thing so I don't have to say it throughout the show that much Um, and the memberships are a huge help on YouTube we need 8 more consider pressing the join button or gifting some members once we hit 25 I have to gift 5 over on the tickety talk if you prefer to watch here you can hit that subscribe star button that'll support me directly give you a badge and give you emojis and maybe it'll help me unlock features over here I still don't have the ability to stream with a stream key and I really would like that I was missing out on not getting to see full screen yeah I have my gameplay from yesterday just looping on YouTube yeah 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 so you guys can just see some of it um uh, great question I think dueling's been fun and the world's so beautiful and huge without spoiling anything yeah I've made some minor comments right uh, do they sell to people who are from the 90s? <laughs> yes, Pats Nation, they will sell to you if you're from the 90s. In fact, there's lots of cartoons, comics, uh, and and movies and stuff there. You know, Star Wars, Marvel. There's tons of stuff there that isn't exactly from the 80s, like Harry Potter. Like, there's plenty of stuff there that's not from the 80s. Um, it seemed like an easy way to make it seem like it wasn't meant to not be included by blaming it on the a-hole headmaster yeah yeah it's his fault i think the quidditch thing is just a throwaway line to explain why quidditch is in the game um i don't think so no i don't think so i don't think they would have mentioned it within the first five minutes they wouldn't have drawn your attention to it they wouldn't have right the the quidditch pitch is built there's students out there and you're at Hogwarts for less than five minutes, and the first thing the headmaster talks about is, yeah, there's no Quidditch. This season's this this year's season's been canceled. Okay. So it's temporary. And you're drawing my attention to it extremely early in the game. Okay. I don't think devs don't I don't think devs do things like that haphazardly. Right. I'm definitely feeling interested in the game, but I'm still waiting uh, for a sailboat. Get it? Sailboat. Brad, I, I charge you one bebe picture for that joke. I, I need to see the babes. I'm charging you one bebe picture for that joke. Press your luck, and I'll need more. So, no no more jokes like that. <laughs> no more jokes like that. Let me see that little boy. Let me see your cute bebe. I will also wait for a sale. Yeah, I, I could see people wanting to wait for a sale. I don't think there's anything wrong with that. I, I think it's worth the price, personally. The depth and the breadth and the size of this game, I think you will well get your money's worth, right? Play Last of Us 1 and 2. I played Last of Us 1. I started playing the Last of Us 1 remake, and I loved it. I, I thought it was so excellently done and remade. 
and I really want to play Last of Us 2, but I just have never gotten a chance to. Uh, so, there he is. Oh my goodness, does he smile like that all the time? He seems like a happy babe. He seems like a real happy baby. You're not prepared for that picture? That's a big smile! That's a big smile, Rad. UK just made a decision to Microsoft Activision 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 they have to sell Call of Duty for reals. Oh, if they want Activision, they have to sell Call of Duty? What? Where else can you go other than Hogwarts? Uh, you can go to Hogwarts, you can go to Hogsmeade, you can go to the surrounding areas and towns. Um, there's... What did I just renew? Oh, okay. I've got a renewal notice. I was like, what the F? Uh, he's a happy dude. Happy babies, man, are great. Yeah, the map is humongous. I haven't even really gotten to explore the map. I was going to try and do that today for my gameplay session. Why would they not include Quidditch at launch? You get the amount of players at launch usually, so I don't think multiplayer game mode is coming. Maybe as a in a game way, saying sorry, no go. Well, I mean, I would say that Quidditch not being in the game at launch... Um, oh, my Into the AM shirt showed up today. Nice. Uh, Quidditch not being in the game at launch might be because of just the, the intricacies of flight. That takes a lot more work than just, like, flying around. You know what I mean? DJ Rage with a $5 tip. I stayed up late playing this last night, skipped the gym this morning at work thinking about slinging spells with a dope long coat on. Thanks, TJ, for the five spot. I don't doubt your opinion on it being worth it. I'm frankly more worried about my level of commitment, so I'd rather uh, pay less. Yeah, I mean, how much you commit to the game would certainly have an effect there. Right. Huge viewership jump, man. YouTube being cray-cray today. There's no way that's a genuine viewership jump. Russell Stewart with a $20 tip. It's about time. Thank you for the content that often gets me through the workday. I'm grateful for the endless efforts that you put into the show and the obvious support and sacrifice your family does so that we could have this. Thank you, Russell. I appreciate that very, very much. A 20 spot from Russell Stewart and a 5 spot from TJ Rage. If you guys are on Android devices and you're going to do Super Chats, you can now gift members. Uh, Consider gifting members instead because it still gives me the support and the money, the tip, but it also gifts members to people. So uh, I know iPhones can't do that. So if you can't gift, that's totally fine. But if I know they added that to Android. If anybody wants to check if that's been added to your device, check that, hit that dollar sign at the bottom of the chat. Help us hit our daily goal. And thank you, Russell and TJ, for doing Super Chats. I know for a long time, people, especially on iPhones, are like, I, I can't, I'll just do Super Chats. And that's greatly greatly appreciated given the choice between the two we do like to see the membership uh continue to get more folks in the door you heard it here uh we're all bots no there's been some weird things they got to add it to iphones they won't add it to iphones because apple will want to take their cut which means when you go to gift they'll charge you more and they don't want to do that so uh only third person any first person no no first person What's your purpose in life? I mean, that is a, that's a pretty big question. I, I I can't really answer that question in a gaming chat. It's too philosophically deep, right? My purpose in life. <laughs> uh, I don't know. To be ontologically and epistemologically dependent upon something larger than myself, you know, like the uncaused cause. I don't know. Go read Aristotle or Plato or something. <laughs> or maybe 
read Aquinas' criticism of them. Don't do it. Yeah. Consume corporate product and make game reviews. Yeah, that's it. That's it. <laughs> I thought this guy was a brute. A detail I really appreciate is that you don't just swing your wand when casting a spell. They actually animate the specific swishes and flourishes. Uh, it adds just a little bit of realism. Yeah, I talked about that in my uh, in my show open. Uh, my pur- purpose in life is to abolish all internet trolls. That's right. Um, Lono's purpose in life was to grace a mic and be an MC. Thank you. Does Pottermore come into play at all? I don't. I'm not far enough in yet. <clears throat> Um, yeah, one of the things I talked about in my show open was, now this is, I don't know how this feels in other controllers, but on the PS5 controller, and I was using the Edge controller, the haptic feedback, it adds a really, really great layer of player feedback and impact, so that you feel the spells. Does that make sense? Like, I feel the casting of it, I feel the traveling of it, and I feel it hitting. And I think that that's really, really important. It makes the moment-to-moment combat and even exploration, um, I think it just is awesome. I really, really enjoy it. So, I don't know what it feels like on other controllers, right? Blippity blip blip. Yeah, we've been getting some blips today. I don't I don't it's it's been happening just this week. I think it's with the new they created like a new categorization for live streams. Um it's I'm not sure what's going on. It's like a new it, it's a new categorization for live streams. It's the word live is now in the URL. And I think it's just, it's been causing some weirdness and some problems. If I had to guess, it's probably causing issues with, um, probably, uh, mobile would be my guess. Um, so, um, we'll do that. And done. Switch is about to be decommissioned when they try this. Well, this game in particular, I think people need to remember um, that Hogwarts Legacy will likely be run on the Switch cloud, uh, which is, you know, there's a handful of games on the Switch cloud right now. And when I went and looked at the reviews, um, they're kind of inconsistent, you know? Like Dying Light 2 and some others got like 70s on the cloud, but then Resident Evil Village, uh, it got like a three, like a three and a half from the users. So like it's not doing very well um, on on the cloud. So, you know, it, this, this game I fear is going to run poorly on old gen. Fear it's going to run poorly on the Nintendo Switch Cloud, and they push the release date back because they don't want to deal with the PR. They don't want to deal with the cyberpunk level of PR, right? Are you still doing the tutorial? This is looped footage from yesterday. I will be jumping back in the game uh, after lunch today. Um, in a little bit, we're going to be checking out my reaction to the latest Jedi Survivor gameplay. I think there's good and there's bad uh, in the trailer, uh, in the new gameplay. Uh, I, I, some of it I lay at the feet of whoever in the world is controlling Cal. Um, 
really really awkward uh but but um that'll be where we go next we will then go to members only we can discuss that that premiere um and we got an order of coffee hey we got an order of coffee two bags of frickmas to i don't know if you 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 didn't use the discount you forgot to use the discount use code get fricked uh, to get a 20% discount. Somebody just ordered some Frickmas and you forgot to use the discount. No worries. I mean, I, it doesn't, that doesn't hurt me. Uh, you're just missing out on some nice savings there. No Nintendo coverage? No. The Nintendo Direct is at 5 p.m. Eastern. I'm not streaming that late, and I'm certainly not going to co-stream a Nintendo event. So, Do you like Hogwarts? It's kind of, I'm kind of enjoying it a bit. I do. I like it way more than I expected. Right. I, I like it way more than I expected. And uh, this daily member goal of 25, we haven't missed since November. People on the last minute have, like, dunked this if we need it. We need eight more members, and I have to give five. Uh, If you guys want to do that, uh, you would need to do that fairly quickly. We will be doing a premiere uh, for everybody, and then members can go do kind of a behind-the-scenes lunch break with me where we discuss it. And then I'll be back. Uh, with Hogwarts Legacy gameplay this afternoon. I'm about to go learn about potions and then hopefully get the broom and do some open world exploration. That's my goal today. Explains uh, your playback from yesterday. Explains the forehead on the character. My wife made that joke. She said, it looks like you, but the forehead's not big enough. I'm like, really, babe? Really? Really, babe? (laughs) I am actually glad that I've never been self-conscious never been self-conscious about my appearance I've never cared about being short I've always had a large forehead you know what I mean I've thank goodness thank goodness those things don't bother me hey Fonzo says I'll get us closer to the goal he's gonna gift a member and take us to 18 thank you so much Fonzo and it goes to Cambino Primo I think you're a good-looking dude. I appreciate that. I appreciate that. Right back at you, Rad. I think you are. I've always thought that. I've always thought you were cute. Uh, and your bebe. And thank goodness, because your bebe inherited it, right? Have you ever done that? Have you ever? I do that sometimes. I'm like, thank goodness you look like your mom. <laughs> oh, poor dads. Always getting insulted for the good looks of their children. Just curious, do you stream on Purple? No, I stream on YouTube full-time. If you want to watch me on YouTube, go to Reforge Gaming on YouTube. Hey, Quintar is going to get us really, really close with five gifted members taking us to 23. And it goes to Ice Cool, Jordan Stevenson, Sean Rowe, Christopher Benefiel, Megadeth Mayhem. Looks like my husband. Yeah, I'm not saying... I don't think that your husband's not cute, but I obviously would consider you better looking than him. That's just, you know... And unless he looks like Jason Momoa, it's not really a competition. You know what I'm saying? It's like that discussion with Jerry Seinfeld. She's like, I thought you were a leg man. He's like, I have legs. <laughs> you have some advantages, Rad. Again, if you look like Momoa, you, you'd you'd probably you'd probably get bumped off the table, right? You know? But sadly, he doesn't look like Momoa. Quintar is gonna slowly walk us there. RJ is going to get one from Quintar, and Lazaro is going to gift one as well, and it goes to Tej. There it is. A perfect 25 out of 25 member goal achieved. You guys have done it. Nobody mess it up. If you guys mess it up and make it uneven, you're going to... Man, Quintar decides to do it. Quintar goes to Kirsten James. 
and now it's going to be all lopsided at 26. That means you guys have to take it all the way to 50. Those are the rules. I can think of two advantages. Yes, yes. They're, they're quite large. And it's an unfair. It's unfair, but, you know. <laughs> that's just the way it goes. That's just the way that the cookie crumbles, as it were. Uh, moderator pinned a question. I can't ever see what you're pinning. Oh, is your gameplay going to be... TT2 or just YouTube. I can't do gameplay on Tickety Talk. I can't. I don't have a I don't have a, a stream a stream key. Well does it make the rules? He just exploits them. That's right. That's right. I I was supposed to get um I was supposed to get Kratos cosplay pictures and Rad never did it. So, you know, it's it's always been a haunting disappointment that that just never happened. And she'll blame it on the fact that she got pregnant. <laughs> That's so mean. <laughs> there it is. There it is. I was pregnant. Oh, perfect. I'm so glad that you typed that. Oh, it's perfect. <laughs> uh, well, you're not anymore. Oh, that was beautiful. I love when stream delay delivers a joke. That's always my favorite. So after lunch break, it's YouTube time. Yes, yes. Also, if you want to see my thoughts on the Jedi Survivor 9 minutes of gameplay that IGN released, you're going to want to head to YouTube. Reforge Gaming is where that video will premiere. So, that is where you're going to have to watch that. Okay, you guys got us a 25, and you've got 6 minutes. Uh, you got 6 minutes, and I'll make good on what I owe. I owe 5 gifted members. I like doing this near the end of the stream now because it it, it, it sort of rewards the, the most loyal folks uh, because it's based on that. And uh, if you guys want to get it higher than that, you've got 6 minutes. We need a couple more likes for 500 likes. Uh, and then if you guys want to get us to 50 members, you got a ways to go, but I'm giving you your 5 minute warning. Uh, do you think streamers will get this for playing Legacy? Ah, I mean, I don't think people are going to go that far. However, I mean, there are content creators using their, their Twitter accounts and their Instagram accounts to spoil the game and just to be generally awful and toxic. So, I mean, they're basically becoming trolls. Like, the very things that they always try to fight against and they talk about how miserable and awful trolls are and they're kind of becoming trolls. So, you know, I wouldn't put it past somebody for doing something that terrible. Um, obviously, that's a that's a that's a, that's a terrible thing to do. Um, whenever you like, you know, you call and try and get the police or whatever to show up at somebody's house, like that's terrible. Uh, for like, there's like 18 reasons that's awful and horrific, and I'm glad people have been caught and prosecuted um, and suffered severe consequences for doing it. And anybody that does that should suffer severe consequences because they're a horrible person. I took off Thursday and Friday for a long weekend to binge Hogwarts Legacy. Mm. <clears throat> they would have been a great if Momoa did a Klingon role for a Star Trek TV series. I could see him, yeah, I could see him being a good Klingon. Mm-hmm. He's got the he's got the size and the and the voice. What monitor do you use for gaming? I forget what this is. It's an LG something. It's a really nice LG monitor that somebody sent me a long time ago their attitudes and actions right now are worse than the actual trolls mm-hmm yeah when you yeah when you go that when you go as far as some of them are going I we I, I did some of my own commentary about this earlier I just said that 
I think people show you who they really are. You know what I'm saying? I think the veil has fallen completely off for some of these people. I tried to tell everybody in 2020 that some of these people were just absolutely abhorrent and toxic, awful persons, dishonest, and just quick to quick to ruin and backstab. And I think it's becoming more and more clear to people. They're like, man, like, if there's ever a time to prove to you that, you know, you might have misjudged somebody's character a couple of years ago, I think it's been abundantly proven in the last couple of days. So... And these are not moments of weakness and lashing out. This is volitional, calculated choice. These are actions of the will. These are not like, I stubbed my toe and yelled. You know, I got caught up in the heat of traffic and, you know, rolled my window down and yelled obscenities. This isn't like a human moment. These are calculated, you know, toxic, malicious acts that come from inside. It's, you know, it comes from inside a dark and malicious twisted place this is who they are this is not a moment in time this is not a lapse in judgment it is their character it is who their person is their true self is walking out into the public ripping the veil clean off and they're so blinded by their own hubris and self-righteousness they don't see that they're, they're exposing the real person underneath they just aren't they're so blind yeah that's the one it's an LG QHD, what is that? The 27G L83A? Yeah, whatever that, where the frick that is. Thank you, Murph. Murph, are you the one that sent it? Are you the one that sent that one? <clears throat> oh no, preaching right now, jeesh. You are the one that sent it, Murph. You're the frickin' man. You are the frickin' man. I appreciate that very, very much. All right, all right, let me gift my five. Let me gift my five right here at the end, and then we're going to go over to this premiere of Jedi Survivor gameplay. If you haven't seen it yet, I'm going to give my thoughts. I think there's good. I think there's bad. You guys are going to want to watch this video. Then I'm going to hang out with members behind the scenes, have some lunch, have some discussions, and then I'll be back with more Hogwarts Legacy gameplay. Every single person that's here right now can watch the Jedi Survivor gameplay reaction, right? And if you just got gifted a membership, you can come to the thing that happens after after the uh, the premiere of the the Jedi Survivor gameplay reaction. You can uh, you can hang out with me in members. All right, you can hang out with me in members. So I'm gonna spam the link in chat, and I'm also gonna redirect you. Congratulations to the five people that got gifted members: ARXR, Carlos, Ronaldo, True King, and Nemesis. So if you prefer to not ride the redirect, please click the link in chat. Please do me a favor and head over to this premiere and smash the snot out of that like button. There's over 500 people here. Roughly 300 of you, I think, will end up going over to the video or getting redirected. I'd love to see more of you go watch this video. Our live streams and our uploads are equally important, and I hope to see you for the Hogwarts Legacy gameplay stream that will be taking place in about an hour to an hour and a half. If you're watching on the Tickety Talk, you gotta head to Reforge Gaming for this uh, this video, alright? Did you check the Survivor 9 minutes of gameplay? That's literally where I'm about to send you. It's my reaction to that video. Hang tight for the redirect or click the link in chat.